you're listening to the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about kings of war. I should probably put a little, uh, yeah, a little kind of uh, warning in the start. Like, if you're at all not interested in non-kings of war stuff, and skip to uh, skip like 40 minutes. <laughs> I should do that. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, I'm Fred. I'm Lars. And uh, this is, of course, the Giant Dwarf Podcast. Cast. The best so, one. Uh, so yeah, it's been a long summer without any, yeah. that much content. Although I did sneak in that bonus episode with uh, Simon and Truls from Bergen. Yeah, with the, bo- with the boners. The guys with the boners. Yeah, mm. I guess. Boners. Maybe I didn't. We we weren't. We were just on audio on Skype. <laughs> I couldn't see what they were up could, to. Yeah, I can only hear the thudding of um, boners. <laughs> Uh, I think you were referring to <laughs> Simon's. He has a uh, his leg is in the cast. All right, maybe okay. that's what you were yeah, hearing uh, when he was walking around with the cast. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was a bit weird, uh, uh, giving out an episode without you. That was very uh, unusual. Yeah, I, I felt betrayed. Yeah, I, I can believe that. No yeah. warning. I was just in my <laughs> podcast app, you know, just uh, <laughs> just sitting on the bus and then uh, refreshing, thinking yeah. of then something new. And there it is. New giant work <laughs> without Lars. <laughs> uh, that's a bit of a stab, stab in the back. Yeah. No, it was summer. I was desperate. You were yeah. in, probably away on your cabin or something. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, you know, I was pre- preparing for uh, yeah. prepping for the apocalypse. So. How how has uh, this year's crop been? Have you grown any vegetables? Well, this year's crops mostly berries. Okay, yeah. yeah because I, I I didn't have time early this year, because of stuff uh, mm-hmm. to plant that much. So no potatoes. Oh. Oh. Uh, so uh, very little vegetables. A little bit of onions, uh, but uh, mostly berries. So okay. I'm using that to the fullest potential this year. Just picking all the berries. Okay, yeah. No one escapes my grip this year. <laughs> so I put everything in the freezer. Sounds like you'll have a. Won't that be? Will that be enough to sustain you during the apocalypse? Just berries and onions. You'll probably hang, uh, end up with the uh, diarrhea from all the <laughs> berries. Uh, we eat onions like apples. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pl- hold your nose and just bite into it. <laughs> that would be uh, pretty good. Just. Uh... <laughs> oh, great. Oh. oh, cool. Well, you're back from your cabin now, and. Uh... Back yeah. to work, back to reality. Yeah, I'm still at the cabin, but uh, I'm working as well. So yeah, so I have to, you know, get into town each day with with the train. Yeah, um, that's actually uh, which reminds me for today's uh, big news. Oh, uh, you Lars actually have your driving license now. Yeah, congratulations. I, I uh, thank you. It um, feels good. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, that's, that's global news right there. <laughs> You know, it's something I've been resisting because I've, I've, I've been expecting the apocalypse earlier than this. Yeah, you so. were thinking that uh, you were going to just, you would yeah. need a license, you could oh, just yeah. grab a car because, somewhere. Because uh, all the police would be zombies and, yeah. you know, they wouldn't actually check your license. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, you know, I had to cave and um, on that and um, so yeah. now I have it. Very good. I can be driving around. Yeah, it's amazing. Um You've finally uh, what's the, what we defined it somehow like a like a full like a, a full uh, citizen or something. Yeah, it's like a guy <laughs> with a license. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, worthy of be calling myself a true citizen. I guess. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, as a city kid, I guess you haven't had much use for it until now. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, you know I've been 
been just using buses and trams and all yeah. that stuff. It seems qu quite common in for people growing up in Oslo to just not need the license because there's so yeah. many buses and subways and trams and stuff. Yeah, because when you live in the countryside, you will feel the need when you're like 16 already, and you probably you know get like the license for like a light motorcycle or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, drive around, and then naturally when you're 18, you just jump on the chance to get mm -hmm. a car license just to get around. Yeah, of course, I I had it like that. I got a moped and then a car as soon as I could, like mm. almost immediately. The bus, uh, like the the buses in my hometown, if you came to the bus stop and it said that the bus was arriving in 20 minutes, yeah. you would high five your <laughs> friends and be like, "Fuck yeah, just 20 minutes." If I would were to come to a bus stop in Oslo and it said 20 minutes, I don't know what yeah. I would have done. I would have started walking. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I would do. Yeah, I would just walk. <laughs> the next one and then you get home earlier than you know mm -hmm. uh, before 20 minutes pass so. now i'm spoiled if i see anything more than seven minutes now i get angry yeah like eight minutes <laughs> what am i going to do for eight minutes <laughs> and that would be uh, yeah you're so happy if you when i was young to have just eight minutes to wait yeah so good <laughs> cool well i thought i would uh mention that you deserve some some uh Attention, global attention yeah, for your yeah. finally having the driving <laughs> license. It feels good. Mm. Feels good. And the other big news, you have a haircut. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about me this time. Yeah, yeah. It's the return of Lars to the show. It has to be about you. You um, yeah. um you 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 had the period with kind of long hair. Yeah, but, just let it grow. But you seem to have uh, taken it. Uh, what take a one eighty. Yeah, the thing is, when you're at the cabin and there's no water, you know, uh, you, you tend to not take any shower. <laughs> oh, yeah, you just have, like, water in a well or something? Yeah, I got a well and uh, the lake. You know, yeah. But, you know, but I could go down the lake and you know, have a bath. I well, guess. salt water, does, <laughs> it can't get sticky. Then. No, it's not salt, it's like a fresh water. Oh, it's lake, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I could do that, but, you know, it's easier to have short hair then. You know, yeah. because your hair will get like sticky after a couple yeah. of days, uh, even. And you know, easier for the zombies to grab hold of. That's also true. So you're now so, more sort of uh, survivable. Yeah. Still got a beard though, so they, they might grab my beard and still <laughs> eat me. Maybe that will have to go as well. Yeah. But I can wait for the actual apocalypse, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lars is very short cropped now, like a yeah. like a machine cut, like a buzz cut. Yeah, like military. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. I wonder because. Um, uh, I remember how uh, when we were at Clash of Kings last year, do you remember Walter promised you that you with your style, kind of a bit long hair, you will oh. kind of be a babe magnet when we came to Cardiff? Yeah. And I wonder uh. if that changes now, <laughs> if, uh, if Probably, Walter's yeah. promise will not come true. Yeah, I mean, if you looked like a man who couldn't defend himself, that was my impression. You would be a boy magnet, a girl magnet, because they would just the girls in Cardiff would just, according to Walter, anyway, yeah. would just you know grab you off the street, take and you home, and yeah. have their way with you. Yeah, and probably after sort of having some sort of drinking contest with you, apparently, yeah. Yeah. which you would lose most likely, <laughs> according to Walter. So I guess I was too scared to go there with long hair. Because oh, that's uh, why. <laughs> you saw Clash of Kings coming up on the calendar, and you were like, oh, I'm getting a buzz cut. I don't want those crazy Welsh ladies to come after me. That sounded scary. <laughs> it, did, it did sound scary. It did, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. And uh, now for the local news. 
local. It's local. How local is it this time? Mm, well, actually, I'll uh, say one more thing about uh, global news. Um, we actually have a third person now who has joined us for the Norwegian crew that is going to Clash of Kings. Oh, right. Uh, I thought it meant for this podcast in a minute. I thought another, oh, wow. another thing to, you know. Oh, and he's <laughs> coming through the door right now, and I haven't told you about it. Like, uh, yeah. uh, so, um, oh, yeah, we, for Clash of Kings. Yes, yeah. Thomas, uh, Thomas A, or Thomas B.A., as or, we uh, call him. Bandur. Which Actually, it's not. He, does, does not. he doesn't look like B.A. Baracus. I wish. But, that would uh, be amazing. Uh, yeah, Thomas B.A. He could pull it off, I think. <laughs> you know, just... We yeah. had a different haircut, I guess. Thomas uh, Bandur, maybe I should call him. B.A. B.A. is amazing. I've never said his name in Norwegian and thought about B.A. Barakas. <laughs> but the, now the first time I said it in English, I was like, holy shit, that's an A-team reference. <laughs> oh, well. well, he has booked the flight and the hotel. So we are three people now. But wait a minute, do we have to drug him to get him on the plane? I don't know. Because, uh, you know, B.A. Barakas wouldn't go on a train, uh, by a plane. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I always had to drug him with a hamburger with some sort of sleeping pill and uh, whatever. <laughs> I will slip something in his drink, I guess. Yeah. Like we usually well, do. And feed him to the Welsh lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you use him as a shield. <laughs> so we are one person away from creating a Norwegian team, I guess, for yeah. the um, kind of unofficial team aspect of the tournament. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't, no. You so. are... You are you're allowed to sign up as a team. Oh yeah. It's kind well, of a side yeah, it's kind of a side yeah. thing. And to be fair, I don't really see how they're gonna actually keep that I don't know. It's probably it probably is gonna collapse somehow. It's just for fun, I think. Yeah. But it's just part of the normal tournament. You just yeah. they will also have a team thing. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the idea is you are just kind of paired up with uh, like four people. And at the end of the event, you just total up all those four guys, and the team with the most points kind of win the team award. Mm. But I'm not sure if they're going to respect like uh, keeping team members from playing each other, for instance, yeah. which mm. you have to if you're going to make it work. Because what if we were to face each other, yeah. and now we're just sharing 20 points instead of 40 yeah. points? So as soon as some of the, on those teams meet, then you ruin the whole concept. But if, mm. so if some of these teams are like, I don't know, Dan King, Nick Williams, uh, you know, <laughs> if you have like four really good guys who usually are all in, yeah. in the top 10, you can't keep them apart because that would just break the system too, right? Yeah, so true. I think it's not something we should take too seriously at all. Oh, well. But it will be fun. We can have a Norwegian team. Yeah, we just need one more yeah. uh, Norwegian-like. I know Darren Parks, he can speak a little bit of Swedish. Yeah, cool. Which is very close to Norwegian. We can ask Darren if he doesn't. If well, he's not I'm not sure if you want to be on a team with, you know, you, us with yeah, scrub we'll, lords. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you do team up with us, we you probably will not win the team award. <laughs> but you can, you know, you can join the team if you like. <laughs> so, um, uh, Reign of Kings, the Norwegian tournament in November, yeah, is uh, coming along. Um, we have uh, that's what we chatted about on the last episode when you when you were not on. Yeah, um, I heard. <laughs> yeah, you heard. So uh, we've actually, there's five of us, or six even, who have booked a uh, train and uh, our travels from Oslo. So we're going to Bergen. Mm. So uh, hopefully the Bergen guys will also gather a good bunch and, uh, you know, start. It's it's a bit while off, but uh, they'll probably start with a proper 
sign-up registration, like prepayment, stuff like that. Mm. I do believe in prepayment. I think that gives people an incentive to actually not oversleep on the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, sure. I wanted to come, but I woke up and didn't feel perfect, so yeah. I didn't come. Wasn't uh, you know? ready. Yeah. <laughs> so having a prepayment that's actually not too low, it has to be like a... a a, a sum of money you just don't want to throw out the window because yeah. that gives you that little incentive <laughs> to get out of bed even if you're feeling a bit shit and it's so easy to prepare these days as well yeah you can just you know some yeah it's easy it's true so uh looking forward to that i don't know i mean yeah you're coming i mean we're going to clash of kings the the, the uh, weekend before yeah so this actually i mean I, i'm coming to bergen but it's going to be a back-to-back for me it's two weekends in yeah. a row i don't know how if you're up for that, you haven't signed up yet, so no, I assume you're not up I'm for not a double. Going, I'm not going to Bergen now. No, <laughs> but so, you're coming to Cardiff, so. But uh, Bergen is uh, my probably the most beautiful city in Norway that I've been to anyway. Yeah, it's great. It's a really, mm. it's really nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, did you explain the name of the tournament? Of the Reign the of Kings. Point? Yeah. I think I said it was a pun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. There you go. <laughs> so that's that's the explanation. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful city, and if you know, if you ever go to Norway, yeah. Bergen should probably be on your list of yeah. cities to visit. Indeed, and if you didn't hear the last episode, the pun is that Bergen is the most rainy city in Norway, and according to the to Simon and Tuls, it's maybe the most rainy city in whole of Europe. Yeah. So yes, it's like three hundred days. A year or something, mm-hmm. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's insane. <laughs> cool. All right. Even more local. Uh, we have a doubles event coming up here in Oslo. Oh, yeah. In two weeks. Uh, that'll be fun. We have the nine teams signed up, plus myself yeah. as a TO slash stand-in, whatever. Uh, if we do end up ni- at nine teams, I will just join and make a little team of my own. Really. Yeah. So we'll be ten teams then. That's cool. Then we're 20 people. Uh, and if someone drops out, then I'll also step in to fill to mm. fill a spot. Um, I'm looking forward to that. It's been a while since we had a tournament. Yeah. All this, you know, this horrible summer break <laughs> that we have endured. Yeah, thank God it's all over yeah. now. Thank God we can play Kings of War again. <laughs> um, so that'd be cool. Um, I've had some written up some rules on the web page. I realized for a long for the, for the longest time I was just thinking, yeah. It's a tournament, people will sign up, and I didn't really think about the details. Oh, but yeah. now it's like, oh shit, we actually need details, like uh, maybe some yeah. rules, if you're playing with the Clash of Kings rules, which we are, um, maybe prepayment, yeah. and oh, and like list uh, submission, because mm. I want to do a little podcast two days, like uh, the day or two days before, where we like pair first round and talk about the lists and all that. Yeah. So I have that, uh, that all that info is out now. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, doubles is sort of is like a format where you you can you can show up and you're not you know it's, it's safer if you want to use that word like yeah. you can play with an experienced guy. Maybe you've never been to a tournament. It can be a good first yeah. step into absolutely tournament scene. We have had a lot of um, success with our doubles. Uh, that seems to be the tournament where kind of the newer players show up. People that maybe mm. have actually t- maybe just played one or two games. Yeah. They often do take the chance and show up. Um, and also, it's the tournament where the power power players actually, you know, they they understand that it's not a serious competition. Yeah, for they can re- they can kind of relax for yeah. once because mm. it doesn't count towards the ranking. Yeah, 
That is true. <laughs> I have noticed that. They can like take his crappy list, yeah. take the list they would never take normally because yeah. they're f- afraid of kind of losing with it. But now they're like, yeah, fuck it. Instead of triple fall, they might just, <laughs> you know, bring the other crap. They can bring like infantry for Varangur. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have, you ever, have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen a single infantry unit on the table? Not in a while. For we, for Varangur. We used to see it in the beginning uh, with Mots, yeah. I guess. He had like big really? boards of infantry. I just remember the Direfang, <laughs> Fallen, Sons of Corrigan. Yeah, th- those don't count. Sons of Corrigan <laughs> don't count. I was I'm thinking they were like the 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 trashy the, the, the what's they call like warriors or standard. Uh, I can't remember what sort of infantry actually. Anyway, doubles is coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's been a while since I've TO the tournament, so I actually feel a bit rusty for that. But uh, I'm sure it will be fine. And I, I think I'm officially registered as a TO in that uh, doubles tournament, even though I have done nothing and will probably do nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I took you back out. It's just ah, been uh, as a Because uh, every time someone signs up on Facebook, mm-hmm. they're saying, like, this guy is coming to your event. Oh, um, you mean you're... You're, the event has both of us on, on yeah. like, okay, well, so I can take you out if you like. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. But. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you said you might be busy on that week, so yeah, most likely, of the moving, yeah. moving uh, project. Mm. So I've, I've just counted you out for the moment. And, uh, you know, if you, for some miracle, can show up, then just just show up, I guess, and we'll, we'll take care of something. Yeah, it could happen. It just depends on yeah. how much we can do before that. Thing. Yeah. And to anyone else, uh, if you want to join, just sign up. Um, or if you just want to show up uh, to even spec- either spectate or even show up with your army. I mean, if you sh- if you do show up with a thousand point list, we'll probably make it work somehow. Yeah. Because at the doubles, we're always ready to to patch work a bit. Because there's always like one guy say, "Oh, my teammate got sick, so I've lost my mm. teammate," and that sort of throws the whole thing into chaos. So I'm always prepared to sort of swap teams a bit around last time we had to there were two teams who each had lost their teammate <laughs> so we just merged those two into a new team and then then i dropped out or something that works. so then you know you can just do things to make it even numbers again yeah cool and um, that was some news about uh, driving licenses and tournaments yeah um i think it's time for a dwarf fact a dwarf fact yeah so do you have a dwarf fact for us today then yeah, I've been down in the you know the dwarf archives, the old catacombs that your I have favorite, access to. Your uh, favorite, your favorite place, I believe. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's where I find I have all my sources from the from those uh, you know old libraries of the dwarfs, Indeed. which I have access to. <laughs> I found a, uh, a good fact about dwarfs, uh, and because they're miners, yes. You know, so they obviously they spend a lot of time down in the caves, in the mines, where there could be hazardous gases and stuff. Yeah. You know, and um, humans used to uh, use canary birds, right? Yeah, in cages, right. which would uh, faint before a human would. Yeah, uh, you see that classic like uh, bird in a cage yeah. in the mi- entrance of the mine or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and apparently it's because of ga- when you know some sort of poisonous gas or uh, something. Yeah, comes and into the canary the would yeah. like it would keel over first, and if yeah. it's, so if the canary was lying flat, then you were in trouble. Sort of. Yeah, then it was like, oh shit, run out. Yeah. Get out of this mine <laughs> before we fall over as well, I guess, mm-hmm. was the idea. Um, but for dwarves, of course, birds are untrusty creatures, right? <laughs> Untrustworthy creatures. Okay, yeah. And canary birds, even more so. Really? You know, 
Yeah, you know, they're, they're tweeting and stuff, you know. Oh, running their mouth. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for dwarves, you know. Uh, so Too colorful. They're, they're, yeah, they're just showing off, pretty much. <laughs> so dwarves figured out that, you know, instead of using a canary bird, they would use just uh, have a cage mm -hmm. with a rock in it. Just a rock. Yeah, just a rock. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's more dwarf-ish. Oh. Just a rock in a cage. Rock in a cage. So if the rock is in trouble, the dwarf should be in trouble as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? So, yeah. So it takes more. It takes more to like harm a rock, and that resembles more the dwarf physique, maybe. Yeah, I mean, in the dwarf mind, anyway. You know, yeah. uh, a, uh, a rock is actually weaker than uh, than themselves. Themselves, I guess, oh, uh, yeah. is the reason for so it. So if the rock falls over or crumbles yeah. or yeah. <laughs> explodes then, yeah, or, then they might be in yeah. trouble yeah maybe yeah maybe yeah or, yeah or maybe it's just you know false alarm maybe it's just a weak one <laughs> i would love to see some reports on how often they actually do evacuate because of that yeah according to the sources uh, there's never been an evacuation at all because so. of course because dwarves are you know they are above such things as evacuations. Yeah, I mean, if if there's a goal down there, I mean, they'll keep should, going. Should, yeah. should, should keep they'll going. just dig themselves. If there is a, a like a tunnel, like a cave in, they'll just dig themselves out again. Yeah, no problem. Nice. So when you think <laughs> about it, the whole cage and rock is redundant, really. But you know, it's you know old, first. old habits are hard to yeah, hard yeah. to get rid of. Something it's just tradition. It's always been a cage with something in it. Yeah. In at the entrance, so this is just how it evolved, maybe. Could have been, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, you need a cage with something in it. Like the good luck stone. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Which, uh, that might be what they called it, actually. The good luck stone, yeah. They, all, they have to touch the cage going in. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Is the cage gold, or would they just take it then for themselves? I guess in fancy minds it would have been gold, mm -hmm. yes, but... Not in proper minds. Yeah. Well, if the clan's rich, everything is gold, isn't it? Even the... the is it a gold lump inside, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> is gold actually weaker or stronger than rock? That's a question. It's softer, at least. Yeah. That would not pass. <laughs> they, had to, they need the oh, most solid rock. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. It sounds like HSE is not huge in the Dwarven realm. No. They, um... <laughs> well, they do butter with a rock, so maybe they, you know, they have it in the back of their mind. But, you know, yeah, dwarf HSC. But do they? They're so tough, you know. Do they really need it? I don't think so. That's more an elf thing, I think. Yeah. Health and safety is very elvish. Yeah, yeah, something in the weaker tut, races. Tut. tut tut indeed. Fuck me! I'm a dwarf. So how about uh, other current stuff? Books or movies or computer games, stuff like that. Yeah. Um... I've been reading um, Game of Thrones in German, the really? first book, yeah. Oh wow! Because um, it felt, it felt, uh, you know, I always felt like the, uh, you know, the people of Westeros were like Saxons, sort of. Okay. Know? So I always imagine them being like, you know, German kind, of, like, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, if you think about the whole British Isles thing with the Celts and the Saxons, Anglo-Saxons and stuff, mm -hmm. felt like there's a mix of Celts and. You know, Saxons somehow. Yeah. You no, know, felt like German would be, you know, at least closer to what they would actually speak in Westeros. Oh. I guess. So, well, mm. that was the idea, and I wanted to, Fun. you know, uh, read a bit of German. You wanted to fresh up on your German skills. Yeah, I guess. You had it in school when you were younger. I I did, yeah, mm. and uh, I did terribly. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I don't, I'm not sure how I managed to do so badly, but you know, I I didn't really care about German uh, back then. No. 
but I, I, I was more interested in uh, languages later in life. And I, that's, you know, I ended up with, uh, with studying languages in uh, the university. Yeah. So you know, ancient, ancient Greek and Latin and Hebrew and all, all those fun languages. Useful languages. Yeah. Mm. Whereas uh, <laughs> Greek is my favorite. Yeah. It's really good. And I, I recommend learning that one for, <laughs> before Latin anyway, because oh. it's easier. Okay. Yeah, Latin uh, will ever be. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and Billy, are, are you finding it easy to read that book in German, or are you kind of going slowly yeah. to learn it? Uh, it's pretty slow. I don't use a diction. I don't use dictionary or anything. I just, okay. I just, if I don't understand a sentence, I just carry on. Yeah, but, well. but, but I, of course, I have read the Game of Thrones books before in English. Oh yes, and you so have. I, you yeah. have a context uh, to sort of. Yeah. So you understand uh, what's going on, which maybe that's good because it might be easier to learn. And yeah, <coughs> no, it's, uh, it's just a matter of you know reading German words and they will repeat the words and you know mm. some of the words just stick. Yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, I'm see. impressed. I didn't know you were sort of uh, learning uh, languages nah, like that. Well, <laughs> it's just you know something to do. Yeah, I guess. cool. If you're gonna read, why not just try to be in German? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I have never had German in school, so what did I'd you probably stay. Did you have a French? I had French, yeah. Oh, yeah, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what, what else? Well, I did play a computer game uh, during summer, mm. uh, which uh, is uh, called Crusader Kings 2, mm -hmm. which uh, is really a cool game as a mix between Civilization and Total War sort of mm -hmm. game. Uh, but it's more it's very focused on diplomacy so it's all about you know keeping your dynasty alive pretty mm. much uh, which uh, you know from time to time it turns out you know ends up that your your family members are the most dangerous you know rivals for different for titles and dynasties so yeah. you know if um, and an interesting uh, like inheritance uh, thing in that game is the gavel kind which mm. i didn't know about before i started playing this game no it's we, a strange word yeah, and Gavelkind apparently is uh, when all the, the male kids uh, of, uh, let's say, a uh, count, mm -hmm. you know, they will inherit the same amount of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you have five sons, they have to split everything between them. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, is good in the sense where, okay, they get equal. Yeah. But, you know, uh, when, you play, when you play as uh, this uh, count and you die, you only play as your... Uh, heir you know oh, yeah. so you're only one of those sons mm -hmm. so that means that you have to share with your brothers yeah you know and uh so what the only way to get back all your all your you know you feel like you own all that that your father owns yeah. you have to kill all your brothers basically you know <laughs> <laughs> so galica can be quite horrible because oh, you, know, you have to just take it back every time wow. every time your character dies you play as a son and if mm. you if your kingdom or dukedom has has gavel kind mm -hmm. you'll have to somehow get those areas back you know because they oh, wow. will they will like inherit a city there or, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, being the player it feels like you're losing that city yeah because it's uh, not you're in your mm. control anymore yeah it's not in your control it's, it's still in your dynasty so there's still mm -hmm. a chance of because some somewhere down the line you are heir to those areas as well yeah so that's why why killing your brothers is a good thing, uh, preferably before they actually get kids, because yeah. then it will, you, you know, at some point you are the heir. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, or your kids will be the heir mm. if they don't get kids. If they don't, ha if you kill them before they have kids, 
Mm-hmm. You you might be next in line. Okay. So yeah. you can you can win it back like that, or <laughs> or just conquer it back. <laughs> it sounds pretty insane, really. Yeah, it's uh, but it's so very that's f- the aspect they have kind of focused mostly on. Yes. Like what kind of game is that? <laughs> A game by killing your uh, your clan members, sort of. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> you know you can get around it. I mean, if if let's say you play as a character and let's say you're a king, getting one son, if if that kingdom has a gavel kind, getting one son is a good thing. Yeah. You know, so you can you can you know just tricks around it. Like let's say you have three sons, uh, so you 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 get your youngest sons to just go into war, just make the commanders, and you know mm-hmm. have them fight someone for. For no reason, mm-hmm. and they might die. Yeah, you know, uh, and so your heir would uh, would be if all the other brother uh, sons die, you only have one son yeah. left. So you are protecting your heir from rivalry from yeah, the other brothers. That's sort of cheating, though. It's like meta okay. play, but mm. you know. <laughs> that's, oh, how crazy! Yeah, it's so weird. It's a really good game. Yeah, yeah. I had to ra- read uh, like a tutorial the first time I read it because it's it's so many boxes and options. Oh, really? In the beginning, but uh, you know, but it just took me like a half an hour reading through the tutorial, mm. and then it was fine. Do you miss the combat stuff from Total War, or do you get so into the whole diplomacy thing that you just? I, I mean, if you can avoid combat, that's the best thing, really. Okay. And I don't miss it. It's it's so you know you just have to. Be sneaky. That's that's all. It's, let's just mm. be. Just marry off your daughters to you know a king. Make him an ally, mm. and then you can put put pressure on other dukedoms and maybe yeah. take them over. Mm. You know because uh, you know if, if you if you have a claim to somewhere, mm-hmm. you should press that claim. You know because yeah. it's your right. It's your you can't invade someone without actually having a claim on that place. You can't oh. declare war. Oh really? You need a claim. You oh, need wow. some sort of claim. So very interesting. It's, it's so much more detailed than than the other ones. You can just yeah. attack a city, boom, take yeah. it. So it's a, it's <laughs> difficult to be like too meta, I guess, because mm. you need to have like all, all the claims can be. You know, you get the claims by marrying your daughters off and stuff. Yeah. Or marry a daughter with a claim. You know, if if uh, a daughter of some other king actually has a claim to one of the dukedoms in mm-hmm. that kingdom, then your uh, maybe you marry if you marry that daughter, you will have. You can press her claim. Yeah. So, so. It's good. So, what was the name of that uh, game again? Crusader Kings 2. Nice. It's on Steam. Cool. Um, I have not been playing any computer games. Um, I read a couple of books, though. Uh, oh. During my summer holiday, I bought two books, uh, which I read. Um, I read one while I was in Venice, actually. Um, mm. And um, it's uh, called The Idiot Brain. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you told me about this. Yeah. Uh, the Idiot Brain is a book written by a, like a, what's it called? Like a new brain neurologist. Yeah. So he uh, he's just writing all, it's it's funny and intellectual at the same time. It's a, For yeah. me, it's a perfect vacation book. Because when yeah. I'm on holiday, at least in, if I'm like in the city or something, then, you know, I like to basically keep a steady alcohol percentage. It just... I'm never really sober when I'm on holiday. I like to have a, you know, a beer here and a glass of wine there and just yeah, well, hang out yeah. in the cafe and stuff like that. And then, you know, it's nice to have a book sometimes if you're sitting alone and if the wife is running off to look in the shops or do some shopping, then I can just read a book and have a, you know, have a drink. And this book then is so perfect because I don't want to read like a crime novel. 
Um, I want to be some sort of, I want to be like stimulated. And this book is advanced in a way that it actually talks about the brain. It's like the hypothalamus, blah, 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 and the, uh, you know, the dorsal uh, flap, or whatever, yeah, you know. Frontal lobe. Yeah, and all that. All that. Uh, so it's, <laughs> and it's written by a, um, he is uh, from the UK. So he has that British humor in it. Mm. Um, and he, he tells about the silly things the brain does, uh, which is really counterproductive in the modern society. We had use for these things in like ancient times or like in the yeah, prehistoric yeah. days. Yeah. Then many of our brain's functions were like critical to survive. But now they're kind of just a hindrance yeah. to our uh, <laughs> everyday function. <laughs> and it's, it's really funny. I don't think I can go into much detail because, um, uh, I don't know, I don't... I can't really pick out one thing that's particularly hilarious, but it's really, it's humorous. I, I sat and like, yeah, yeah. I chuckled almost all all through the book. But you will recognize yourself in those examples, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, we can't avoid, you know, our, you know, what, what uh, Homo erectus evolved, mm -hmm. you know, in their brain. It's, some of it's still in there. Yeah, yeah. And the ancient, the, sort of the, you know, like the, how the fight or flight reaction kicks mm. in before the new like the newer parts of the brain which are evolved like in a society where like language um, and uh, understanding reasoning all those things mm. are kind of a later addition or a, it seems to the brain so those kick in only after the fight or flight mm. which then by that time your body has already had gotten like an adrenal adrenaline spike like cortisol so your already your blood rate will be uh, I mean, you're, you have elevated uh, pulse, heart rate. Yeah. Uh, so if someone were to like, uh, like, let's say they were to like knock really hard on the door now, like really hard, you would so yeah. sort of flinch, and then you would it would take you just a second to be like, oh no, that's not dangerous because that's the guy sort of punching yeah. the door. People but, knock on doors. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean like really kicking the door. Oh, okay. But then you would probably your body would kind of be in the fight mode. Yeah. Slightly. Just you can't help it, and it's stuff like that. Uh, it's really good, and um, also I read a book. Uh, actually, I'm reading it now. I'm not finished yet. Oh, it's okay. called. Uh, <laughs> you <Twin> just realized. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I've been reading kind of slowly, oh. and uh, yeah, it's called Twenty Three Things They Don't Tell You About uh, Economy or something. Okay. Yeah, and um, and it's how uh, like myths about economy, like our e economic system. Okay. Uh, like um, like inflation, because uh, I, I had the, I had this logical thought the other day. Like if it always in, if if inflation is around two percent every year, then and when I was a kid, uh, ice cream would cost one kroner. Yeah. What did it cost ten years before that? Yeah. Was it free? <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so by that, that reason, glorious time when ice cream was yeah, free. Did it cost like zero zero <laughs> one kroner? Yeah, and the thing is, inflation is actually a modern principle. Mm. There was no inflation for huge lengths of time. You just had the same mm. currency. But inflation is a product of a modern economy, yeah. um, which we take for granted now. But it, it's not, you know, it's the world has prospered in, in, in times without it. And uh, the most, and this book, and he is the first to say it in the foreword, it's not meant to be like an anti uh, 
economic it's not like a communism book or anything no. this guy's actually a, like um financial analyst uh, professor or something so he's yeah. i mean he's not saying that this is bad he's just saying some of these things are not as like they're not something we should take for granted we could question some of these things Mm. Uh, and uh, he's he, he's he's a great uh, like scholar in the way he writes because he, he, the whole book is like an exam paper with references like a number you know how how you would write an exam yeah, yeah, paper yeah, yeah. a little number and in the back footnotes. of yeah footnote and in the back of the book uh, a huge list of uh, references like yeah. statistics other books like lo- so many pages just of references and it's like one of these um, one of the big things is like. Um, uh, these days, uh, f- free market is is kind of praised as a, the the optimal the optimal thing. Like free market mm. is good because then the best the, the most efficient company will always prosper, yeah. right? That's I feel like that's, that's how the world theory. is now. Which is why China has all the production, right? And mm. and nothing left in Europe, kind of. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, um, uh, the the right wing. Uh, uh, political parties they're like we need the free market as much as possible which is why we are like privatizing train lines hospitals mm. stuff like that um but he showed statistics that economic growth from the 80s i think late 70s which is when um free market became so like in the mainstream the economic economic growth since then has been much lower than the economic growth from like around the 1900s up to 1970. And in that time, uh, most successful companies were actually partially state-owned. And many in many countries in uh, like uh, around the 1900s and and pretty far up, you actually had to, uh, you couldn't just make a company. You had to apply for like a royal decree to <laughs> make your company. So the government could say like, no, you can't make another steel company. We already have two and there's not room for three, right? You had to actually convince them. And in some cases, the company would say, no, you cannot go into the steel industry, but we need you to go into the electronics industry. There mm-hmm. have been examples of the government actually telling companies to, to go into a different business <laughs> with Huge success, yeah. Because the government could see that what this country needs now is not another steel manufacturer. We need something else, mm. and the companies uh, and the share, you know shareholders were not existent at this time. So you didn't have this shareholder group who could say, "No, we want like you know dividends yeah. on our shares." So you just had the co- the company like, "Okay, yeah, I guess we can do that if that's your order," and. Sometimes with great success, sometimes with less success. But the the uh, the argument that free market always knows best is kind of what he debunks. He proves that not only has the world prospered through much more limitation in the market, actually in some cases with the monopolies. Like, do you think, like the UK, when they ruled the world, do you think they had free market? <laughs> they had Probably stuff not. like the East India Trading Company yeah. with a monopoly. That's how they prospered, right? So how the free market is kind of a 30-year-old invention and that it's not really working as well as everyone thinks it is is kind of one of the baselines in this book. And uh, it's great. And once again, very intellectual and uh, yeah. and a bit funny in its own way. He uses examples like um, people think the world changed when the internet came 
but do you re realize how much it changed when the wire came, like telegraph? No, you're not talking about them theories. No, actual, although that no. could also be a case <laughs> arguing for that. No, but I mean, when you went from a, a letter, like a horse yeah. in a carriage, to actually sending it, like, a, isn't it like, like a wire almost message? Almost instant, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Why, yeah you, to telegraph poles, like... Uh, yeah. yeah, how many percentage did that speed up communication mm. around the world? And they, they pulled a wire on, like, across the Atlantic, yeah, and yeah, you could yeah. send the tele... It took, like, five minutes to arrive or something. But that, that was like an old spy thing to intercept that wire. Yeah, 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 every country had like a line over the Atlantic, so it was like yeah. a thing where you could intercept messages. Yeah. And that was, also, the crazy. line went to the UK apparently, really? so the UK sent them on, and in most cases, they of course checked the message first. Yeah. So they had a information. <laughs> yeah, they? they had a crazy monopoly on uh, in the, uh, information. But like uh, he says stuff like that, like the washing machine has changed the world more than the internet. Because before the washing machine, the washing machine enabled the whole class, or I mean, the whole gender to get into the mm. to the work market. Because they yeah. now had appliances, they didn't have to wash clothes for eight hours. They had a yeah. washing machine, so they could you know, apply for a part-time job. So mm. the economy lifted so much because of stuff like that. In the fifties, the yeah. internet is uh, like compared to that, it's very small the impact it's had on on economy in the world. I think the uh, the only achievement of the internet is actually to make cats popular. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I can see the the point and uh, its argument. Yeah. But it, it's kind of radical, you know. And yeah. reading these things that we take for granted, like, and you feel like this, you know, if he wasn't like an economy professor himself, you would just throw it away like uh, Marxism yeah. or something. Yeah. But it's so well documented and it's very interesting. I really like it. So I'm reading these books. That's my thing now, apparently. Like fun yet kind of advanced uh, yeah, like, yeah, uh, books. See, uh, <laughs> I've been reading uh, those books uh, as well, like back in the day. Like uh, my favorite book in that genre, I guess, is uh, um, Richard Dawkins' The um, Selfish Gene. Yeah. Which, you know, he's famous for his atheism. Richard Dawkins, but this has mm. nothing to do with religion or anything. It's just, no. you know, it's his, it's his contribution to uh, the, the theory of evolution, basically. Yeah. Which just changed the whole idea of, you know, you know what, what do you have to look for in evolution? Yeah. And, you know, you have to go down to DNA level to mm. really understand it, which is really good. Yeah, yeah, those books are great, especially for me. It's like a, a holiday, especially if I'm on a holiday, I have an especially large appetite for like, intellectual books yeah. I feel like I have to counterbalance somehow it's like I'm just relaxing on a beach somewhere I just <laughs> I can't do that I need to learn something yeah, or can't or, waste time like, yeah on a beach. <laughs> I have to read some something like advanced to to counterbalance it I don't know it's just it's just me I guess <laughs> yeah cool well that's a lot of talk about uh, very much non kings of war related yeah yeah I guess we should get back to yeah I should kings probably put a little uh, like a little um, warning yeah a little kind of uh, warning in the start like if you're n at all not interested in non kings of war stuff and skip to and i could say like what minute oh, like skip like 40 <laughs> minutes <laughs> could do that Fuck me uh okie doke um other current things um oh i just had a trip to the uk yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and this is, that, King, this is, not, uh, this is not just your holiday on the beach. No. <laughs> this is uh, Kings of War this trip. This is actually <laughs> Kings of War related. I played in a tournament called the Surge of War. 
in uh, Rushden near Wellingsborough. <laughs> Sounds and, amazing. Uh, I thought it was in London, but as uh, John John Fox also uh, yeah. he laughed at me and said, "Loon, <laughs> that's not in London. It's like North and Midlands or whatever." He said, but "Yeah, it was a forty-seven minute train from, uh, from uh, London." Oh, okay, that much. Yeah, yeah, but London is huge. I thought it was like a ten-minute train, so uh, I'd really miscalculated. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I mean, if someone said like, "Yeah, this, uh, like let's say Oslo," you know that. Uh, you know, a place just outside Oslo, let's say Lillestrøm. Yeah. You know, that's part of Oslo. We would laugh at them. You know. Yeah. Wow, but if you look at the map, yeah, it's, it's like relatively <laughs> close. Yeah. That's it, almost merged with Oslo. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'll just do a little round, like a roundup of that. I, oh, I have this uh, in my pocket if I remember it. This uh, leaflet. Oh, yeah, here we go. Really? This uh, kind of uh, little rules pamphlet thing that we okay. all got with my name on it, even. Very nice. Oh, okay. We do this sometimes yeah. in our own mm-hmm. tournaments, but most of the times we just forget about it. Like this yeah. little extra detail. We only do it for the big ones, don't we? Or yeah. we have only done it for the big ones, mm-hmm. I think. So this tournament was arranged by Phoenix Gaming Club um, in the Rushton Scouts Hall. And it's a very nice guy by the name of Warren, who was kind of the main TO. Um, it was uh, a bit funny in that the first game was a thousand points. And then mm. games two, three, and four, they were 2,000 points. So yeah, okay. you had to bring two, like, two lists. And the first game, uh, the 1,000-point list, uh, this was the, bit, the special part, which I liked. Uh, it had to consist of exactly the same units as the 2,000-point lists. Uh, you were not allowed to change from like, a regiment to a troop, for instance. And you, could not, like, mm. you couldn't shave off their item if they had uh, like a magical artifact. Because you, know, you would la- make a 1,000-point list and you would be 10 points over you would think, I'll just delete this magical artifact oh, for okay, 10 points, yeah. but no, you couldn't. So you, you made a 2,000 points, and you had to pick a 1,000 point force from those 2,000 points. Yeah, or you could have started the other way, but in any case, you, you're not allowed to, I mean, you're not allowed to bring another, you can't bring anything that's not also in your 2,000 yeah. point list. And at first I thought, that's no problem, but I realized it was, because no matter what I did, I... I didn't get up to a thousand points, and you really want to get as close as possible. Yeah, you don't really. want to. You don't want to meet. You don't want to rock up with like eight hundred and sixty points <laughs> to a thousand points game. It feels like you're playing a bit uh, with a handicap. I guess if you have an elite two thousand points army, that would that could actually happen. Yeah, you? and that's what I kind of had. So I hadn't. I oh, yeah. I just never got uh, close enough to a thousand with a two thousand point list that I wanted. So I actually had to throw it out and start again. And um, what I did was I had to just make all my units a bit closer together. I had to, I know, take out some elite stuff mm. and buy more like run-of-the-mill average stuff. Uh, so, you know, I threw my revenant uh, infantry um, horde out and just bought normal skeleton warriors instead in a horde. Mm. Uh, stuff like that, just sort of. Yeah, because they are slightly cheaper. They're cheaper, yeah. Uh, so I scaled everything back like that, and then I was able to actually make a list that was, I think, 985 or something, maybe 990. That's the closest I could get. Hmm. Um, but it was cool because it kind of yeah, changed my 2000 points. That's close enough. Yeah, that, I was comfortable <laughs> with that. So uh, in my first. Oh, I can also. Uh, I want to mention that uh, I got. Uh, when I arrived at the train station on Wellingsboro, uh, I had arranged with a guy called Ian Davis. Uh, he had uh, kindly offered to pick me up because he was coming like that way. He was driving past, or at least mm. past-ish Wellingsboro 
on the way to, to the scouts hall. So he was going to the tournament, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got off the train, uh, you know, I didn't really know how it looked, so I kind of just stood around. But I had my like Norwegian uh, Norway sports team jersey on. So I was like, he's going to see me. I'll just wait for him to, to like approach me. And that's like a whole group of Norwegian tourists <laughs> came with a different sports, like a, like yeah. a for soccer team or something. <laughs> no, I was lucky. There was no other people in the Norwegian jersey. And he picked, if he picks them up, like... <laughs> All of them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he just said it was one person. I might as well. And he had uh, told me to pack light in advance, which I had. I had just my army case and my yeah. very, like sensibly sized hand luggage briefcase which I actually have been praised for earlier when I was in the, on a trip with my brother and stuff they were like yeah man your briefcase is the best <laughs> it's so like small and handy yeah yeah so then I was standing at the parking lot and I heard this like engine roar like a like a car with a big engine or something like Woo-woo. I was like what the hell is going on and then I heard like how are you mate or something like that and like, what? Oh. Is it you, sort of? So he, 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 Ian rolled up in the yellow Lotus. Okay, like, that's a sports car. That's, yeah, you're not car into, well, <laughs> you're not that. But yeah, it's just yellow, like proper sports car. It looks amazing. And with proper like seats where your, your ass almost touches the, the road. And he was like, I said pack light. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had because when he I, th- I assumed he would come in like a small car you know like a yeah, little with a back seat yeah at least <laughs> maybe like a tiny back seat and a small <laughs> trunk he had no trunk it was like a little hatch on the, like the top end so we actually I was uh, well we got my, my case in my my suitcase in there and I had to sit with my army like on my lap my army case and uh, I felt like, like I said to him also, I felt like we were two superheroes going to a tournament, <laughs> like whoosh, driving this sports car. It was crazy. Like but that was really cool. Yeah, it was very Batmobile feel. So that was cool. So thanks to Ian for uh, letting me ride with him. <laughs> well, I, guess, I mean, you came from Norway there. Yeah. I mean, did he expect you to not have like more than one I don't know, change like, of underwear or something? Or not, no army? <laughs> <laughs> That's how when I used to be a student in uh, Copenhagen, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I traveled back and forth a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, but I would never bring more than like, you know, a pair of underwear. That's all I had with me. Yeah. So I just walked straight into the plane, like no luggage at all. Because I was only going to be there oh, for like yeah. two days. Like a, just a little plastic bag or something? Or? Yeah, I could just have a plastic bag. Yeah. I didn't need it's it. almost like to throw you out for having suspiciously <laughs> low amounts of luggage. Like, hey, where no, you? No hand luggage, yeah. nothing. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so that was cool. And uh, we had four games. So in my first game, uh, I played uh, Dominic. And uh, it was a thousand points. Uh, the scenario was Pillage. And this uh, was Goblins. Uh, and oh. it was uh, his uh, thousand point list was a kind of combat goblins. Oh, I uh, like that. Which is your style. Mm. Um, it's the only way to play goblins, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a very good game. Uh, kind of tight. I, th- I feel like it could have gone both ways, although I was not feeling confident because he had like three hordes of trolls. And um, mm-hmm. they're very points efficient, I think. So especially for a thousand points, they really kick some ass. But uh, for this game, I was kind of satisfied to... To stay back because for once it wasn't just about winning or losing it was also at the end of the game for each token you held you got five oh. points to buy a magical artifact so 
For the next game. For the rest of the tournament. Okay, okay. And we kind of both had, we had five tokens, and it, it kind of worked out like there was two in each corner, like parallel to each other, like the furthest away possibly from each other, and yeah. then one smack in the center. And we quickly, <laughs> when we deployed, I think we kind of realized that, yeah, we're going to end up with two each, and we get ten points each at least. And then we kind of fought for the center one. Mm. And uh, he won that. Um, so I got 10 points and I bought like a healing brew for my mummies because they, they had no item coming into the tournament. So I could just boost them a little bit. I didn't even need 10, I could have had 5. And you knew this on beforehand when you made your list, you yeah. sort of knew that you, you would get, yeah, I you, knew you it. might get like 5 points. And yeah, and it's, it's I mean, if let's say if you were to get like 20, 25 points, it would have been so good because this item, you can add it to any unit. But it's kind of free in all ways in that if you if that unit gets routed, the, oh, okay, the opponent yeah. does not get those points. I see. So it's kind of a proper freebie. So you are kind of tempted to not buy a good item <laughs> in case you win your first game and you can buy it for free instead. <laughs> but I mean, I, I couldn't show up there without like items on no, my... that would be silly, wouldn't it? So I feel like for me, it was like... If I get five points, I'll buy the healing brew for mummies because yeah, I usually take those without items anyway. Mm. Or if I do, it's the healing brew, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I felt confident to get one of those tokens, like five points. Yeah, I mean, one. You have to get. <laughs> <laughs> like even if I lost, you know, I could have one token. And I was thinking, if I get ten, I don't know. If I get fifteen, I would probably go on with the potion of speed. Mm. Uh, and put it on uh, a Wraith troop for speed 11. Oh, yeah. well, that was my plan. That's the only plan I had. So, yeah, it was a good game. And for my second game, it was uh, Invade. Uh, and I met uh, a guy called Ben Edwards, and he played Salamanders. Oh, cool. Which is really cool, because we don't really see Salamanders a lot. Um, no. I mean, my brother plays them, but he rarely has time to actually play. So it's more of a, like a theoretical... Yeah, like a, it's like theory crafting more than playing, <laughs> <laughs> and he's very good at that. Yeah, that's like his speciality. That is true. Yeah, if you mention Kings of War to him, like on a Facebook Messenger or something, you can get like a hundred messages back. Like, and they're all <laughs> long. They're longer than anything you ever read before. <laughs> yeah, just like the theory craft. Um, <laughs> but his list is um, this Ben's list was actually it had some similarities to my brother's um, recent lists. And, uh, but this game was really fun, and uh, Invade is not really, uh, I mean, oh, I forgot to say, I played Undead, of course. Uh, I, had a, I don't think I said the army name. Well, I, well, I did say Revenants and Skeletons, so I guess oh, right, for okay, most yeah, people. Yeah, for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, no, well, yeah. maybe you didn't, then, actually. Yeah, because we, uh, we take know. for granted uh, yeah. here in Norway, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Fred with his Undead. Fred's Undead, <laughs> or Undead Fred. Undead <laughs> Fred. Well, um, so the thing is, Invade is not really... Undead's favorite scenario. I guess not. No. I've I really struggle with invades with undead because um, of shambling. Or? Yeah, everything is slow. Yeah, sh yeah, that I yeah shambling. I mean, everything just moves five inches, and that's mm. that's it. Sort of. I, yeah. It's really hard to get across that line. Unless you have like a surge heavy army, but that's difficult to. Uh, yeah, which I rarely have. I usually have a little bit, but not not enough to sort of like go yeah. full tilt. Um, but this was very exciting because. Um, we felt like we both we had like one strong side and one weaker side, mm. and I was really afraid of his stronger side because I, I felt like I might quickly lose because there were no obstacles on this table, and yeah, the, all the fire elementals had Pathfinder, and the um, huge block of Saurus has Pathfinder, 
um, rhinosaurs. They don't have Pathfinder, but they have Crushing 2, so they don't, they don't really care. Right. Um, but that's like rule three, isn't it, of Epic Dwarf uh, map pack? Yeah. Always include obstacles. Every, uh, every board should have obstacles, but to be fair, in Invade, you know, the obstacles are not always... Sometimes they're a bit defensively placed, so that mm. if you're going to stand and wait for the enemy, you might be able to use an obstacle to your advantage. But in yeah. Invade, your job is kind of to push forward, so I probably wouldn't have you know, used those obstacles too much anyway. But in any case, I was uh, struggling a bit with his uh, fire elementals and uh, like uh, ancients on rhinosaurs and the... On one end, but on the other end, I had great success with my like my, my crappy troops, and it was really oh. funny because it was all thanks to a well, it was mostly thanks to a very long surge. <laughs> For once in my life, I pulled a long surge off because it was kind of risk free. Yeah. I keep telling you, yeah. So <laughs> I would kind of advance up there with my skeleton horde and my zombie regiment and just sort of my and my. So it was your weak flank versus his weak flank. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, but I kind of pushed the hardest, and I had some wraiths mm. there to zone. To yeah. zone his cavalry out, and what really popped it was my zombies got. I think I surged them. I needed a surge. I needed eight inches. I think I'm not really. I think I needed eight inches. But I had a lich king for once, so I had a twelve surge, mm. and I I got it off. I got a eight <laughs> uh, like eight inch surge of a single spell, and they just rammed into the side On of the, the twelve one. Yeah, so he he one character managed to do eight. Surge. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. the zombie regiment catapulted up and <laughs> got a flank charge on like this little unblooded troop. Uh, I think it's called Saurus uh, Unblooded or something. Salamander Unblooded. It's like Is that the because, because they're big before puberty? Or? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't been like in battle yet, you know, like oh, okay. untested. No scars yet. Sorry. <laughs> but that sort of popped it open and, and uh, get this, my skeleton horde of warriors actually got up and into his backfield. So in turn five, I was almost <laughs> going to charge him in the rear with the skeleton. Wow. <laughs> uh, a couple of long charges, like a, yeah, okay, a charge yeah. can kind of catapult That's true, yeah. these ups, and that happened like twice. So it was really funny, but even if I kind of won that flank, he won the other flank, and his stuff had more unit strength because he had more like horde kind of troops there. So mm. we did one, we win on the scenario, but it felt like we both won. Because we both had like great success with the invade element, especially me with my undead, which mm. made me really happy. Really, I think it was the best game of invade I've ever played with undead, <laughs> in terms of how many units I actually got across the line. Yeah. So that was fun. But Ben won, uh, in on on the number of unit strength. But it was a cool game. I liked it. Um, let's see, game three. Oh, I had the privilege of meeting the TO Warren, right. with his orcs. And the scenario was uh, was kill. That's not a scenario. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> um, and I was like, do you, do you remember me saying this? If you, I, I always said, with my undead at least, if I meet orcs or mm. ogres in kill, I can't win. Yeah. That's, That's, it, yeah. That's how it has been at least. Mm. But in this, um, we usually play on, on, the, on, the, on the map pack. Um, and... <laughs> but in the UK, which I haven't actually mentioned yet, the terrain is preset very often. Okay, yeah. Do you remember it was like that in yeah. uh, the Clash of Kings? Mm. Also the same here. So you came to a table and you couldn't touch the terrain. It was how it was. Like our first tournament, wasn't it? I guess, or yeah. But this, they like to make it a bit scenic. Yeah. So on this table, <laughs> there was a huge building on like in almost a row of buildings going across, yeah. going like straight up. 
so and when I had that side, it meant it meant I could kind of uh, I could kind of, if I got more some of his units to go on the other end, then I could focus on the mm, on the uh, opposite yeah. end. And that building was so huge, it was hard for him to have time to to react to that and and, and help. Yeah. So thanks to a huge building or a blocking terrain, I actually won this game, which yeah. was uh, really cool. Although I still feel like kill is not really a real scenario. And shouldn't be played by anyone anywhere. <laughs> but uh, it was alright. And especially not if you're facing orcs or orcs. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so that I got a win. That was very. That was cool. But did he lure like half his army on to one side of that big building? Or? Well, I did tell him like uh, I I I gave him a tip in the end. Uh, I think he was a bit stressed out too because he was the TO. He had, oh. actually was kind of taking care of things while we were deploying. Yeah. And I felt like I was deploying like like you know a bit like crappy units there and mm. he would deploy something good so he wasn't he was distracted i think because uh, he answered my deployments with good units which made yeah. me really happy because i was like oh right this is going to go my way because all these good units are on the wrong side yeah and then everything else boom on the other side and just push hard on that side mm. yeah well Yes, if it's if it's the TO, he's not expecting to win. No, at least when I do T, when I TO, I you know how I usually do. I usually just say you can't lose when you play me. Even if you lose, you get ten points. That's how I usually do because I often get distracted, have to take care of things. Maybe mm. maybe even uh, have to leave the game and do something, yeah. and you'll be standing there like, oh, okay, this and is boring. The round time will be out. And stuff, yeah, so. exactly, and. Um, in the final game, game four, it was dominate, um, and I faced Varanger. Uh, Andrew was the guy's name. And it's been a while since we played dominate as well. Yeah. There was no dominate mat here, so I had to we had to like measure out. <laughs> we mentioned stuff. it on uh, the last pod. Uh, yeah. not the last one. That was without me, but the last one I was on. Yeah, I think we had How like a dominate rant or something. We did. We said like dominate is not really so common anymore, mm. uh, but. It, I lost this game pretty solidly. This is was my only kind of the only loss I felt was like a proper loss. Uh, he really crushed me. He had the three three horse of fallen. Oh my god! Dire fangs, uh, sons of Corgan. No, he did not have sons of Corgan. He just had dire fangs fallen. Yeah, I don't even remember. It was horrible. <laughs> Sounds horrible. It was a very powerful list. <laughs> but you know, I was able to. I felt like I was able to throw a few wrenches in his gears. But it was one of those games where you like. This is, I'm going to lose this in the end. I will try my best, but you know I I could just wager that I was going to lose, and I did. Sounds uh, pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, but it was alright. You know the the one OP unit in the Kings of War, and he had three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna nerf that. First <laughs> chance we get. <laughs> but all in all, it was a very enjoyable day. Four good games. Um, got to know. New people and lots of friendly people. Uh, oh, and I even got a prize. Did you see my tweet about that? Yes. I got this I didn't like. Uh, what it was? It was uh, like a frame with a, like yeah. a diploma in, okay. and it said something like uh, "award for longest travel to attend the tournament," <laughs> oh, really? and it was called the Flying Pigs Award. <laughs> uh, it was really cool. So Warren had that specially made for me. It had my name on it and everything. So I got a prize. This is my new tactic. I will travel, so I get like participation awards because those are the only awards I can really expect to win. Yeah. So maybe that's our new like. No, that's a we new, should, uh, a that's new, a new tactic from now yeah. on. Just get those. <laughs> I've only ever had like I won third place once, and I got like um, sec 
second or third place best painted ones. <laughs> but apart from that, it's only this that I ever won in King's War. So that's nice. Will it go on your office wall? Indeed, it will go in my above my paint station <laughs> in my little hobby room. <laughs> I meant I like to. at work. Uh, at work? <laughs> no, I'll have it at home. <laughs> eh, need to motivate myself when I'm Wasn't doing that, hobby. Um, who was it who posted that on Facebook? A Norwegian guy. He had put that like his Kings of War uh, diplomas at work under his like. You know how you put uh, on your office wall. Uh, yeah. You know, you have like a diploma from like a course, yeah. a work course. Let's put his Kings of War achievements. No way! <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so, and then I was uh, fortunate enough to catch a ride in the Batmobile again, back to the train oh, station. It was still there. Yeah, Ian dropped me off, and then I got the train back to London. And uh, I met up with the wife, because she was there. She came over oh, on cool. the Saturday. So she had this whole Saturday of uh, like shopping and going around in like you know secondhand stores and vintage shops and all that. Did her yeah. interests, and I had a tournament. So it was a great yeah, good, Saturday. Uh, good combo. Yeah, and then we had like dinner in the evening, and we had a long Sunday too. We traveled home very late on the Sunday, so we kind of had the entire Sunday as well. So I'm very happy with my trip. And uh, yeah, that's perfect. Just combo, combo yeah. wife uh, points. Uh, Indeed. Uh, Kings of War tournament. That's awesome. So uh, instead of just the withdrawal of family points, it's actually a, like an addition. Or at least even, yeah. <laughs> and also I got to meet you know, other guys that I didn't play, but I, that I met. I got to meet uh, Walter again, he was there. Oh, really? I didn't get to ask him about the, the babe magnet thing. But, <laughs> and uh, Ed. But that was before you knew I had to cut my hair, wasn't it? Was it? Or, no, man, no. So that's recent. Yeah, no, no, you cut it before yeah, it we, I left. Last week, I think, yeah, so. <laughs> and Ed Herzig was there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, he, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I followed the, um, I followed the hashtag. Yeah, I think those two are the ones I knew from before. But uh, it was a great group group of people, and it was nice to be in the in the UK. It's uh, such a lovely place. Yeah. <laughs> Today's scenario. Uh, what about the little scenario review? Scenario review. Scenario review. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Not wanting to talk about a specific scenario, but about scoring, unit strength scoring in the game. Yeah. Because um, uh, that seems popular. Uh, people seem to like it. That in, mm -hmm. So, in invade and dominate and control, maybe? You, it should be control. Yeah. Yeah, instead, oh, nice. of, uh, instead of the points actually mattering which was mm. always a bit silly to be honest it's yeah. kind of more um, especially when there's like 10 points separating stuff. exactly now it's like you get points for unit type like regiment is two points mm. troop is one horde is three and uh, it's it's pretty cool um wh what i've learned recently is that the size of an um, infantry horde is yeah. it's massive right yeah that's pretty big and the cavalry horde is just Massive. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, compare that to a large, ca a large infantry horde, which is one twenty yeah. wide by eighty. That's kind of the same size as a regiment it's of not, uh, infantry. Yeah, it's not big. It's not. not it's not much bigger. No? So what I'm feeling is that these uh, large types. I don't want to say large infantry and large cavalry every time. Can I say just say large units? Is that possible? <laughs> is yeah, that I a category? So. Like large units get kind of a extra point for free mm. in these uh, scenarios. Um, yeah, because you feel like you're not getting punished for their size, sort of. 
Yeah, they're getting. They are kind of getting rewarded in that because what matters is how many of these units are you able to actually get across. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to stop them. Like one annoying individual in the last round will stop mm. you from scoring the points with one of those units, right? Yeah. And for humans, uh, well, I say humans, but I just mean infantry, really. Mm. The amount of work it takes to get an infantry horde across the table yeah. on invade, for instance, <laughs> it's such a huge job, and it doesn't take anything to stop it, right? But those large infantry, like often nimble units, they just sort of rush over so much easily. So I'm thinking maybe we should, um, or someone should, change these points a bit so that the large uh, infantry and stuff score one level less than their actual category. Mm. Let's so say like a regiment, like a, like a horde of trolls should score the same as a regiment of infantry. Mm. Since they are practically the same size, they are a bit mm. wider, but actually, oh yeah, and the same, they're the same depth and just 20 mil wider. Yeah. So they feel the same and they should score the same, it's kind of my, uh, my, my sentiment, I guess. But what, are, what what's the I mean what, what when Mantic or the rules committee I guess mm. came up with this you know points thing yeah uh, what was the argument for having three points for hordes two for regiment one for troop um, I assume it was that simply that it's harder to get them in the the harder you get into scoring zone the more points you should which is why like flying monsters and stuff is only one mm. and individuals is zero. Yeah, because those things used to win those kind of games. Yeah, that Lord on Dragon uh, mm-hmm. thing. Nimble pivot, fly twenty, boom, yeah. three hundred <laughs> points in your area. So now it's just one point, which is so it's like it seems like a reverse scale to maneuverability. Yeah, I guess that's that's the reason behind it. Yeah. Because but, I thought maybe it was points, but that, that can't be right because I mean because a a large infantry horde would be more expensive than a regiment usually yeah, right? yeah. because a large infantry is like 200 plus yeah a I regiment guess. would be between 150 and 200 a normal yeah, uh, infantry mm-hmm. yeah i guess you're right but but points doesn't uh, like point points doesn't doesn't make sense because uh, you know it wouldn't that's not them that's not the, because a dragon could still be worth 300 and mm-hmm. that would be punished so no yeah, it, i guess it's maneuverability yeah yeah, the, otherwise the dragon would be like three points if they did yeah. like a yeah, direct yeah. translation of that. So in that in that sense, either the infantry horde should count maybe as four points, like they should get a boost, or maybe the large infantry stuff should go down a point so that when you actually are able to get this huge... Imagine like an orc horde, how huge yeah. is that? If you get that across, yeah. you should get like proper points for it and... Uh, just a little yeah. tweak on those points. I think that could be in order. I guess for a, a tournament, uh, I don't think anyone would be too pissed off if large infantry were two points instead of three. Honestly. No, you'd still get two across and approximately yeah. the same size as a horde of uh, infantry. Yeah, you'd still be like four points for four points if you, if you in size, like size wise, it would then match. I, mm. I think like point per size, like base size. Yeah, they still hit just as hard, and you know they they can still move just as fast and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's not a really it's not a big it's not a nerf on you know any particular. Yeah, I don't unit. think that would be too controversial. Nah. So that's the thing I'm uh, considering maybe uh, doing in a future tournament. Yeah. Um, that's really uh, that's what I had for. Uh, 
because that actually covers like invade, dominate, and control. So in one way, we talked about three scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> but is this always also like uh, these points? Would they also when you're contesting a token? Does it matter then, or is that just? No, it yeah, it does not. Uh, it's kind of more binary then. Like, do you have anything there? Yes or no. Okay, so it's like if if two if it's if it, if it's contested, no one gets it. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter how many points, how many even in, not individual, I guess, but uh, you know any scoring units. Yeah, at, at least now in the points you can con like a troop and a horde kind of would okay. cancel each other out. I don't remember how it was with the points. I I think it was just sort of contesting or not like. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a bit strange, but I guess. Then I guess I could promote MSU army builds a bit. Like you don't yeah. need, you can just have a regiment or a troop take a mm. token, not like yeah. So that that it may not necessarily be a bad thing, but uh, it's a bit strange. You could, I mean, you, you, I guess you could see uh, an argument for ha introducing kind of the same unit strength system to tokens, but yeah. it's just fitting them in around there would be hard, you know. <laughs> like everyone runs the token, you won't be able to get more than the units, like close oh that's true yeah. if you park a proper unit on there then it's like no nothing else maybe can get close enough to actually contest yeah, yeah i guess <laughs> i guess it's sort of a yeah yeah maybe, maybe that's points. a balance because if you do the troop then it will actually be space for another unit to come and contest it that's if you right. however put the proper horde on there maybe there's no way to that three inch radius maybe covers the whole unit or something also, a uh, horde would be easier. No, a uh, horde would be more difficult to remove than troop would at yeah. any point in the game. Really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, you know, I've in the first um, first times I played with my list in like pillage, I maybe I would take a ghoul troop and like mm. park them on a the token. But after realizing yeah. it only takes one lightning bolt to take those off, I've started buying like a regiment of zombies, for instance. Yeah. Those are my new parking squad, like. Park here, camp, get the campfire going, roast some, uh, I don't know, human flesh. Just, it's just 85, or like 80 points that I'm kind of losing then. Yeah. So I've started, uh, that's also a reason for my list becoming more kind of uh, flat in a sense, that I have more units that are worth less, so I don't, mm. don't really have to worry about it if I leave them just sitting on a token. It feels like I'm still just using less than 100, maybe around 100 points. To sit on one token, which I think is a fair price. Yeah, I think that's my problem with my combat goblins. You know, things are so low nerve. You know, a lightning bolt is dangerous. Even for a regiment. Yeah, because I mean, with undead, you actually they are perfect, aren't they? They have a little, they have slightly more nerve than most other. Yeah. Uh, people. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, armies. Mm. Well, goblins, uh, they have slightly less oh, yeah. than what you would expect. Mm. Like a regiment of goblins are they're twelve, fourteen, I think. Yeah. So that's just, you know, that's 14. Which, well, uh, yeah, I guess right. At least, even if they waver, at least they're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't care about wavering, but, you know, the, you know a couple of... If, if they already have, of course. Yeah. yeah, if they already have a couple of points, you know, they're, mm. they're in danger. And, you know, so you actually feel like you would have to upgrade up to a horde <laughs> to be safe? <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that would be silly, I think. Just some trolls, maybe? Yeah, but you know, it's if if people would use energy on, you know, a troop of uh, more beasts, mm -hmm. you know, in the last turn, maybe it's worth. Yeah, maybe. Oh, um, 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 
more beasts. Those were the speed six ones, right? Yeah. But they have nimble. Nimble, yeah. Because uh, yeah, Dominic in my first game at the Surge of War, he used those really good because um, they would kind of they would sit on the token for a while, and then I I ran my Lycanis up to kind of threaten them a little bit. Yeah. So then he moved towards Lycanis, and then uh, Lycanis, you know, he's not really great. So we ran off the other to the other direction, and I felt like, haha, I lured him off the objective. But yeah. he's nimble, so we just pivot, pivot, <laughs> and then run back, and then yeah. he was back on the objective. <laughs> so they were great for those late turn kind of just they could yeah, threaten they're... things, but then just if they want to, just turn back and go, and 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 they're back on the objective. So nimble units also great for like token, uh, yeah, token capturing. So, uh, yeah, if they're not being shot at or something, they mm -hmm. can... that's cool. And Nimbles is a new game winner. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a good player. That's an epic moment! Epic moment! It's epic! Um, I have an epic moment from my uh, event uh, in the UK. Yeah. Which uh, was uh, in the game I won. The single game that I won against Warren, the TO. And uh, Warren had kind of... He was unlucky with his dice rolls a lot of times in this game. I have to, I will uh, admit to that. And this was the only game you won. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, which means I, you know, maybe the wasn't so. It's not like I automatically won this game, uh, oh. because at one point Warren double charged my mummies with his uh, like dragon rider or mm -hmm. slash cardinal winged slasher, whatever oh, it's called. Yeah. And uh, I think a regiment of uh, axe, I think, or more axe, one of those infantry regiments, mm. like double charge. And I was like, oh shit, because mummies, you know, they can survive a lot. Yeah. But the fact that he got the, the, the flying dragon in, mm. that kind of, I felt like it would seal their doom. And, and orcs, I, you know, hit some threes, yeah. crushing one at least. You know. And I was thinking, for them, I mean, I've seen them survive stuff like that, but mm. it takes the opponent to fluff his dice roll. <laughs> and I was thinking, I'll need him to fluff this dice roll if the mummies are going to survive. And the orcs, they do their stuff, they, you know, they don't do very good. Uh, I actually can't remember if they hit after, I think maybe they hit after, but it's more funny if I just talk about those first. Yeah. They did, like, you know, average, you're right. But in, on their own, they could not pop the mummies. No. The, the unit that that he relied on to actually put lots of wounds on was the flying guy, right? Yeah, the Crutcher guy. Crutcher guy, I think, yes. Seven attacks? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Six hits, and now crushing three, right? So he wounds the mummies on twos. <laughs> Easy. He gets six ones. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Six ones, so the mummies survive. So he has, uh, he has um, three snake eyes worth. And that's an epic moment. That beats <laughs> yeah, all, you know, Snake eyes is not epic. That's epic. Six ones <laughs> is epic. That's a memorable. That's a, that's a memorable moment. Uh, so that's that's what uh, I like to bring up when people are like oh, it's so memorable with snake eyes. Well, I'll tell you something memorable. <laughs> In my yeah. days, I'll tell you when Warren rolled six ones. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. So sorry about that, Warren. Better luck next time. Uh, he did say he was going to re retire his current dice or something. Oh, right. Buy new dice. I thought he meant like retire from King's Oh, no, I hope not. <laughs> I, got, I hope not. <laughs> was so, uh, no, no, we need you to arrange more tournaments, Warren. Don't give up. Warren was like, I lost against the walkover Fred. Yeah. I'm quitting. <laughs> Warren actually did end up above me on the final charge. <laughs> Were you on the bottom? or? And in the end? Yeah. 
No, I was in the top three quarters. Okay, that's pretty good. I don't know. It's only one quarter below me. But, uh, yeah. It, it's, uh, I was on the 18th of 24. Well, it's higher up than we were on Clash of Kings, man. Rel- yes, I think relatively speaking, I was higher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that was my epic moment. I'm not sure if you have any gaming uh, moment. Well, I haven't played in since the last podcast. And exactly. Even then, I hadn't played in you know a month or something. But now, finally, autumn is here, and yeah, you will have big moments going forward. Oh yeah, I think when um, you know late September at least, then I um, should be ready to get back to the normal after moving stuff and yeah, yeah, all nice. that real real life stuff. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be epic. All right. Hobby progress. Do we have anything summer. in this one? Yeah, well, it's been summer. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's been a little bit of time. I was thinking hobby. there would be zero on this because of summer. Well, yeah, and it's pretty much zero. But, you know, it's, you know, if, at least for me, I, I had a couple of, you know, nights where it was raining outside. I couldn't do any gardening or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. and I, I brought my milliput, milliput with me. Yeah. Uh, so I started to make some uh, some miniatures, which I have done yeah. uh, in the past as well. Nice. So, so uh, cabin life with them um, sculpting. Yeah, with sculpting. You know, in front of the fireplace. Nice. Sounds great. Bad lighting. Cats. Uh, <laughs> you know, drinking from the milliput water. Oh, <laughs> which can't be healthy. Oh no! Some parts of their intestines is like rock hard now. <laughs> God. I tried to chase them away, but it's impossible. I mean, if you try to chase the cats away, they would just try harder to you. Know, like, <laughs> there must be something good in that water, oh. and they try again. Sure. All right, anyway, uh, yeah, I started to make some ogres for my ogre army. Yeah. Uh, the long-awaited uh, final ogres. Yeah. We uh, talked about those before, so yeah. I don't need to go into too much detail. I, I started on them from seven years ago or something, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the... That's not the big hobby news mm-hmm. uh, because I started to work on the, which I think I mentioned this on the last podcast that I, I had done some sketches of this guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. of the giant dwarf giant. Oh, yeah. Dwarf. Nice. Uh, you know, the actual model for the pod- podcast, like the actual yeah. guy. Like I haven't actually approved uh, that it's the official <laughs> model or not. <laughs> it doesn't have a seal of the podcast yet, anyway. So we'll see. Uh, it's yeah. a big-ass dwarf, basically. Yeah. And he's done. He's done. He's uh, 100% done. Uh, well, he's really? not painted. Wow. Uh, but he's done, yeah. That's great. Wow. So I, only need, I just need to paint him. And uh, I'm going to paint him and have him ready for uh, Clash of Kings. That's Woo-hoo! the goal. To bring nice. him, uh, ironically, with my goblin army. <laughs> I'm not sure what. I'm not sure how that's gonna work. But. So you'll have a goblin army and a huge dwarf. Yes. <laughs> oh well, he's well, their master, maybe. Yeah, or the other way around. He's not the brightest fellow. Okay, it's like a, some sort of offshoot from the dwarf society. Yeah. And uh, they give him lots of attention, so he likes them, sort of. <laughs> Goblin yeah. away, they're like whispering his air. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this, wasn't we? Uh, yeah. Weren't we? Like, you can actually have a goblin army with no goblins in it. Yeah. So it's just, just fluff-wise, fluff-wise, it would just be goblins sitting on their shoulders, just yeah. whispering, like, yeah. go left. <laughs> That's what insulted your mother. <laughs> no. What did you say about my what mother? Don't speak oh, about my um. mother. <laughs> Charge like f- furious uh, anger. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's how you know this this giant dwarf. Obviously, he's not you know the brightest fellow. <laughs> I, think we, I think we can admit that much. <laughs> you know, he's not going to be clever. He's he's, a, he's off. He's the you know the, the he's bred from a giant and a dwarf. Yeah. You know so. 
Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's that's amazing. Uh, I just need to paint him basically and put him on a base. Yeah, and it's roughly is it roughly three and a half inches or something. Well, how tall would you say a giant would have to be? Have to be. Uh, well, I would say four inches normally. Yeah. So obviously he's three inches. Because you know. he's a dwarf giant. Yeah. 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 I love it. Because <laughs> it couldn't be four inches because that would be a giant. Yeah. Okay. So he's a giant, but he's smaller. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. That's cool. I can't wait to see that. I, I, I was, um, we were at a quick trip out in your cabin, and I did see some sort of work in progress, I remember. Yeah. But, but uh, that's cool. I didn't actually know you had finished it, the sculpting. So I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you've actually done. That's, that's a right for a summer work, isn't it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, sculpting is, it takes time, but, you know, it's surprisingly easy. And uh, you can just... You don't have. Mm. To, it's so easy to just go there, spend ten minutes, just you know, patching a little bit, and then just yeah. leave. You don't have to worry about you know paint and brushes and stuff. Mm. Yeah, cool. It's a very little prep time. Mm, yeah. that's great. Giant dwarf model. He's yeah. coming to a store near you. <laughs> <laughs> well, not actually. Well, that would be cool if you could uh, cast up copies and sell. Yeah, I was thinking about Didn't like. Didn't you? Because yeah. yeah, you experimented with that a little. Um, yeah. Some while, but uh, you cast it with milliput, wasn't that how yes. it was? Yes, which is not ideal um, because uh, it it kind of I mean the the cast the actual like rubber thing mm. uh, the milliput is too hard sort okay. of yeah so you will you will over time you will damage the the casting rubber oh, yeah. you know it, so it actually expand mm. so the dwarf that I made mm. would actually get bigger and bigger for each one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the end, they were like, <laughs> "You would get a proper giant, then four inches tall." Huh? <laughs> I, could just, I could just keep casting. I just be, get bigger and bigger. That oh. would be something. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, I haven't done too much hobby, but I did have some days on my own uh, in early summer break, and I rebased some uh, old chaos warriors that I got my hand on. Um, yeah, actually made a thousand points of uh, like Varinger. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I haven't seen it in real life, but no, uh, they're in my shelf and, and at the club. Yeah, I have not been to a club uh, during some. No, no, I can believe that. It's been pretty silent at the club. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I did that. I I kind of regretted doing it because uh, I got a bit, uh, you know, um, during summer I usually like to relax my wrists because uh, I have a tendency for uh, like a mouse arm, uh, oh, yeah. like tendonitis. And after that, I actually had a pretty severe wrist pains. But what is causing this? Uh, immense use of the clipping tool. Ah, I see. Uh, clipping all the it's bases. that movement, the clipping Yeah, movement. clipping all the bases and uh, pinning, like clipping the, pin, the, oh. the steel rod, the steel wire. Because, of course, I use steel wire. In, now, recently, I've learned that it's much smarter to use copper wire because mm. it's softer. Yeah. The clipper... Uh, does not get damaged, but my clippers get really bad after a while because mm. the steel is kind of um, galvanized steel. It's made to resist. It's being harder clipped. than the clipper. Yes. Yeah. So you know, and they fly like, uh, like <laughs> <Yeah>. projectiles. <laughs> yeah, you can I, take out your uh, wife's eyes. It's dangerous. I hit the TV once, <laughs> and have you? If you can rem recall. My hobby room is a it's a very sharp angle out to the TV and it's across yeah. the entire living room. Yeah. And I was like, bing, and it said like on the TV, <laughs> and the wife was like, oh my god, and she was watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was like a a cup of tea or something on the top of the TV. And yeah. It just, it just yeah. you know crushed it. Like. And the cat was like, oh my god, what's that? 
So actually, I'm surprised I'm still have my you know, both my eyes intact uh, after all yeah. years of clipping. But now finally, I have uh, ordered and received copper rod mm. from uh, Green Stuff World. I'm not sure what I'm using, but it's soft metal. Might yeah, be, your uh, wire is softer than mine, which yeah. I assume is better for clipping, better for the clippers at least. Yeah, and better for the wrist because uh, the copper rod was uh, was better. I mm. did use it a bit, but uh, still yeah, extensive, to, yeah, extensive clipping, cutting, and all that. So, yeah, I think it was alright, but my point of relaxing my hands for the summer kind of got sabotaged by my own <laughs> my own hobby uh, stuff. <laughs> you know when I get mouse, mouse arms or something similar? No, no, reading a book. Because, oh yeah? you know, I'm using, I'm, I'm holding, I'm usually holding it like mm -hmm. with my hand. Then I have to, okay, yeah. you know, keep the patients apart. Oh yeah, you're straining yes. all, all your fingers, sort of. Yeah, and uh, yeah. But that's just how I read. I don't, I, I can't put the book down, like or, or anything. I just, I'm just holding it, <laughs> and then like after an hour, I, like I have to put it down, and my, yeah, and my hand is completely. You feel like a gimp yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, like in the claw. <laughs> Yeah. Like the wanes in the arm is like pulsating, like crazy. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So um, I look forward to using copper rods instead of uh, yeah. steel. And also, I had to give up. Uh, well, not in summer. A bit earlier, I tried to pin one of my, you know, one of my dragons, which we have talked about. Yeah. Um, it had metal wings, like big metal wings. Mm. And how are you gonna do that? You have to pin it, right? Oh. But the the one millimeter steel wire was just too was too thin, oh, right. so I ordered also one point five millimeter copper rods and a drill head. Yeah, I have a drill head already yeah, for okay. one point ah. five. So I'm gonna use like thicker pins for him, which would be mm. very exciting because I always pin with just a with just a zero point nine or the one millimeter. Yeah. Um, it's been good enough for everything, but now I had to. Yeah. I mean, it's like I need to step it up a notch for this one, <laughs> and like pin, and I'm really bit excited for that. I think it's gonna feel, feel. You know, you know that good feeling when you you make the holes and the pin, and that thing which previously was just oh how am I gonna do this? It yeah. just sort of fits and it sits without. You can just sort of ah, like without glue. Yeah, just. Gravity, even gravity can't stop me now. It's just sort of, it's pinned, it's like reinforced. It's such a good feeling. Take that, gravity. Take that in your face. <laughs> because the gravity is a constant strain on our miniatures. It's a, you know, it's a yeah. fact. Mm -hmm. yeah. You should see my brother's uh, uh, unit. Uh, you know, I made those forest land mage priests yeah. surf on like fire demons. <laughs> and a couple of them were really laid back, like they were like surfing on yeah. fire. I came past the club. And it had actually sagged down. Oh no! So the <laughs> those uh, re so gravity is a factor. It is the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, exactly. war gamers' worst uh, nightmare. Gravity. Yeah, it makes them meet the floor sometimes, which is that, not cool. That's true. I've seen some horrible photos on uh, Twitter and stuff. <laughs> you know, know that uh, moment of silence in the in yeah. the. Uh, at a tournament, if you're everyone's chatting like blah blah blah, that sort of some hum of uh, chatter, and then you hear the sound of a army yeah. hitting the floor, mm. you could that's like the quietest moment in like modern society, <laughs> where everyone's like, yeah. oh, oh. But I think that was on the last, um, the big one, the um, grand tournament Oslo thing. Yeah, if someone lost something, and everyone assumed it was an army. Yeah. But it turned out it wasn't. It was something else. Really? So it was like a it was like a slight silence, but then everyone just realized it wasn't an army. 
and just and everyone just uh, went back a co- maybe a collective sigh of relief like yeah there's an alarm at all my fight and flight instinct kicked in there with just someone's lunchbox yeah. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs> cool yeah well at least so I got some hobby done but I'm excited to get more work yeah, on my I orcs mean, uh, I need to be, continue my orc army I would say pinning a thousand point you know even though it's been painted before mm-hmm. army it's you know that's that's a good hobby, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's a playable army. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's in my shelf now. It's a thousand points. It's yeah. and so if anyone's listening who wants to come and just play a demo game in Oslo, yeah. Yeah. So I have a thousand points of Varanger ready. Uh, no fallen, though. No, no fallen. fallen. Oh, yeah, good, good. Because I mean, I, I, in my head, they are banned, basically. <laughs> banned you know, fallen. Yeah. At least I, I would never use them. We will swing swing some sort of nerf bat on them. <laughs> Stay tuned for that for later <laughs> later content. Cool. Nimble. <laughs> um, any random rant? I wonder, or should we uh, save that for uh, a future rules pack that we maybe may or may not be working on? I did have a rant actually, not not random necessarily. Clan just, rant? Yeah, it's just like. Um, I feel like because some war gamers, right? Mm-hmm. They would actually like rules, rule exploits, right? Yeah. Did I mention this last time? No, I don't think so. I think so. Uh, and that annoys me. Like, like uh, they're playing, they're playing game. Like, let's say Kings of War, mm-hmm. and they're looking for the, like a, a rule exploit, you know, to like use. A loophole. Yeah, or? like a loophole. Like, mm-hmm. You know, and they actually enjoy it, and I think that's they. I feel like I feel like they think. That's how you're gonna play war games. Yeah. And this is not just Kings of War. This could be any game, really. Yeah, of course. And even some games seems to encourage rules exploits, mm. which I hate. Which mm-hmm. means that some games are out of the question for me to play because yeah. I, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that's mm. your active uh, sort of. Uh, you would actively avoid any such games. Yeah, I feel like you know when uh, that's not war gaming for me. Uh, sort of it's, uh, but do you mean like stuff that doesn't feel? Are you talking about like immersion? Like um, how many people say it breaks their immersion uh, that yeah, you could do this mm-hmm. and that and that then, could be one part of it, or yeah. that is one part of it. Yeah. But also like games with rule sets which which are so bad that it's just full of possible loopholes. Yeah. You know, which which for me makes it then you know waste of time to play. True. But do you have any examples? Uh, that you want to bring well, up? Well, I, I don't want to. Like I don't want to bring. Like, I don't want to bring up any current games. But let's no. let's say the old Warhammer Fantasy. For to me, and you know this, I didn't mm. play it for the last like ten years or something because I just hated. I hated it. I hated the rules. I hated yeah. that. I hated that you could do like Congo line. I yeah. hated that you can do. At least you did not play Eighth Edition almost at all. I think you played one or two games of Eighth Edition. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I don't think that even counts. I think it was just like you know, with with you or yeah, we had we had like a fun thing. But yeah, yeah you you oh, yeah you you never really got into that because um, yeah. that was of course notorious, like mm. like um, yeah, conga lining, uh, challenge tricks, uh, like mm. you could kill a champion and not strike the unit, so a one unit model could effectively soak up all the attacks. Yeah. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. That's not really. Um, I heard a guy say is on the Kings of War Fanatics. He had a way good of wording this. He said they are not. They are a. Mm, oh, how did he say? They are a bug, not a feature. Mm. I think was how he said it. Oh, yeah. In that 
because a feature is a rule that is written to work like this. Yeah. But a bug is something that is occurs like because of other features mm. that you didn't really catch, and that's kind of like those things, I guess. Yeah. Like there are bugs in the rule set which everyone just have to accept because they're there there unless someone very central kind of I don't know changes them, I guess. Yeah, and I guess that's why you know there were a lot the, of the corkscrew um, charge has been brought up. And that yeah. was the discussion on fanatics. Was the discussion about? I think it was about corkscrew charges, mm. which many people say they don't like it. It breaks their immersion. Mm. But what are you gonna do? It's there. Yeah. And you know, don't let yourself get corkscrewed. <laughs> <laughs> don't get screwed, folks. So um, I guess um, if I can use an example, I mean, this is in my head, and I'm not saying this should, uh, people should think like I do in mm. uh, any way, but. You know, like I play goblins, and I I, refu I refuse to use you know goblin war trombones, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I just feel like they're undercosted, they're too efficient, and and that in my head that's like a reason for not to use them. Yeah. Because I don't like to use things that would be you know considered broken in that sense. So if something is considered broken, you actually stare away from that. Yes, I always try to nerf myself, <laughs> like or yeah. my army. Well, that's uh, very gentlemanly of you. Yeah, well, because I just don't, I just don't like that feeling when like yeah I'm gonna shoot my uh, three uh, war trombones mm. you know, have fun. True. Uh, well, at least someone in uh, is trying to patch some of these things as we go along. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least they suffer from cover now. The war trombones Over maximum three. Yeah. So uh, there's so yeah. not there at least they're slightly worse than before. Yeah, and that that's fine. I, I just, to me, that's just you know, that's a reason for not using them. Yeah. That they were if they have been brought up to censor, sort of. Yeah. If they if if they were if they needed nerfing, then that means you should not use them. That's kind of yeah. how you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's my. I guess that's my mentality. In yeah. This. So if uh, war trombones had one attack and hit on sixes, that you know, that would be my. So right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, epic. Or if they, yeah, I see. Well, I, like me, I've never played with a vampire in my undead army. Yeah. Because yeah. they Same are thing. here, they are broken. Yeah. Or and they did get nerfed because of that, so I just never yeah. played them. Uh, I prefer the jack, like the one, one category down. I prefer like mm. the revenant king on a horse instead of the vampire on a horse, just because he's kind of slightly worse. <laughs> 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 and that's very flavorful in my in my <laughs> brain. <laughs> it was uh, also like um, when I, 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 you know, I had Brock Riders in my mm -hmm. Dwarf Army, but then I removed them. I played uh, for the last, oh. uh, you, know, uh, you know, three months or something, yeah. I played Dwarfs. I had an all-infantry list. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And that was also like, yeah, not that Brock Riders are broken, I don't think, anyway. I don't uh, think they're... Well, they're good, but they're, I don't yeah, think they're considered they, too broken. Nah, I don't think so either. But they're too good for your taste. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> well, also, uh, it's because I when I uh, played the uh, Warhammer back in like 5th edition and 6th edition and stuff, mm -hmm. I always wanted to play a dwarf arm army, and I probably mentioned this before, but a dwarf army with infantry, yeah. and uh, not not necessarily a lot of shooting, a little bit of shooting, but not like, uh, you know, not, not a gun line, mm -hmm. just hard, tough infantry, like, yeah. a, you know, that people would be afraid of. That's what I was, uh, that was what I was dreaming of. Yeah. And imagine me then playing Warhammer and that's just, that illusion was shattered. Oh yeah. You know, in every, every, every game, game I played, basically. 
Yeah, that doesn't really hold up. But yeah, that, so that's also the reason why I removed the Brocks. But also mm -hmm. because I felt like people were like, oh, they're so good, mm. you know, and they are. Uh, but I don't know if they're broken, but that was not the point. The point was like people were like, yeah, you need Brocks to play dwarves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, do you? Mm. Uh, and I guess you do. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't win with Brock Riders and I didn't win without them. So mm, I guess um, I'm not good evidence for either <laughs> case. So, yeah, because... Um, I mean, at least up to now, uh, it feels like the um, Kings of War scene has been kind of dominated by the um, softer players uh, to yeah. a certain extent. And but now it seems. I mean, I don't. I don't really get it because some people say like Kings of War is not growing, but I feel like it's it's growing a lot because I now see so many more people active on the forums, um, mm. which are actually voicing their opinions. They are saying, "I don't like this." Mm. This should be changed. Which is good. I think it's good. It's it's a sign that the environment is... Um, I, I think I, I even wrote this, but I think I was misunderstood or something took it as an... Somebody took it as an insult or something. I said that it... Um, the fact that you're voicing your... Like, um, uh, like your malcontent is great because it means we're now a big community, sort of. Yeah. And... We're, uh, we're more than just, you know, uh, fluffy gamers, you know. Yeah, because... Grumbling. We need these, and lots of these players are are good players. Like, and they 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 want to win, not at all costs, but you know they're they're competitive. They have a healthy degree of competition. Yeah. They like to learn the rules properly. They like to move properly, not you know just shuffle the units about. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I I like precision in in yeah. in the movement and all that. So I, I I really like this class of players up to a certain degree, of course, because what you're saying is yeah. that if these players always take the maximum amount of the best things yeah then that's not too fun for other players maybe um, yeah and it would be the same army over and over again yeah that's true but don't you feel like it's all someone else's job then to maybe restrict the options like they should have a max cap on on the amount of these broken units or quote unquote broken units like a max yeah. one of this or stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, and the rules committee have tried, you know, and they've done a good job. Uh, but what you what you're getting at is probably like you know TO. What sort of power would a TO have? Kind of. Oh, that that's one thing. The team, but I'm pretty sure everyone agrees that the TO can do pretty much whatever he likes mm. for his event. But I mean, the rules committee could also do stuff like that, but then therein lies the problem in that there's such a huge base of players that are fluff bunnies mm. and they don't want to see they don't want too much restriction they don't they want just sort of you know yeah. have fun and they maybe take the, some good units and they still don't win mm. you know what i mean so yeah. to some point it's difficult to do really hard changes because you'll have a big player base saying fuck this this is too much changes mm. uh, we're supposed to be like no comp like no mm. no changes no we don't need any tweaks in King's War because it's perfectly balanced, <laughs> and it's yeah. greatly balanced. But no game is ever perfectly balanced because it all depends on other factors like meta scenarios, mm. uh, you know stuff like that. And and um, but at least the patches we do get they help they help a lot too. But um, but I guess it's still. It's it's appreciated when people don't max out on all the great stuff. I guess uh, speed, yeah. high speed. I guess is the new, the yeah. new mobility is the yeah. thing. High mobility, uh, hard hitting mm. stuff. I guess is the 
seems to be the way to go these days. And, uh, and uh, I mean, who's to say that that's wrong? I mean, it's nice to see infantry blocks and stuff. So you might feel that it's, it invalidates like infantry armies, which is a shame, of course. But so maybe then, the, I don't know, if, uh, if yeah. TOs start handling that, then like, um, let's say if I create a, uh, some set of rules for a tournament, I say, in my event, uh, fl uh, fly is speed eight. It's no longer speed ten, or you know stuff yeah. like that. A bit, probably too extreme for for Mantic's taste. Maybe they don't wouldn't want to touch that. Yeah. But what if so many tournaments around the world start doing that? Like, mm. fallen are speed seven, uh, dragon lords are speed eight. You know, just yeah. don't be afraid of doing stuff like that. Because then, if people do that and still have lots of attendance in tournaments, it means people don't mind it. They maybe actually they like it. Yeah. And then maybe Mantic or Rules Committee will be like, well, this is pretty normal. People around the world do it. People seem to like it. So we can do it without fear of in mm. inciting uh, rage quits on all the forums. Yeah. So I think the TO's job is kind of to go go kind of in the forefront a bit and do the, do a bit more extreme changes. Don't just expect Mantic to take care of all the imbalances, you know? No, I always been, and you know this about me. I hate censorship and all that kind of stuff. And I hate like if mm. I hate like a group of people pressuring uh, one person or a minority or even a majority being pressured by others mm -hmm. just because that's not you know if, just to be polite or something. Yeah. You feel like you have to do it. Oh, I have to be polite. These mm. people. Um, so I mean, I wouldn't mind rule changes. You know, if 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 it was packaged like yeah, we we need to test this out. Yeah, we need to. Tr we need to because at some point it's going to be a third edition Kings of War. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure a lot. If if the rules committee stays intact and you know we're the same community as we are now, let's yeah. say it's a third edition now, a lot of these issues would be uh, addressed. Yeah, addressed. Like for example, uh, let's let's do the fly fly ten on like heavy things like mm. dragon riders should dragon riders be speed 10 fly or should they maybe be speed 9 or 8 because they're heavy mm -hmm. and you have lighter flyers you know yeah like uh, like uh, pterodon riders yeah yeah which you would expect be quicker than yeah you know, something like that's heavily armored stuff yeah. So, yeah so they might be 10 but like the heavy yeah. hitters would be speed 8 yeah i i think that probably will happen in third edition mm. uh, some of those changes but uh, it might be a while off, so should we wait three years to, uh, to fix this, or should TOs be less afraid and just handle it themselves? That's kind of, that's kind of the bottom yeah. line. I think, I, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't mind if someone said, I want to test this out in a tournament. I, mm. I, want, some, I want some data behind this. Yeah. You know, I'm, a I'm doing this tournament now. You know, if you want to come, you can come. And if you, if you don't want to play with these, you don't have to come. But, you know, it would be nice to just test. I mean, is that dangerous? Is it too bad? Yeah, because when then, let's say if TOs start testing more, more, uh, yeah, like, let's say radical, or at least yeah. if they start testing changes that are, are a bit more big than they would like to do with patches, mm. um, then they can have more data to go on when they start working on third edition. Yeah. If if for third edition when they start working on it they already have lots of data or lots of experience from other people who say like yeah hey, we we we've been playing with like this change for like two years now and everyone yeah. loves it and you know maybe they could use that instead of having to start from scratch mm -hmm. with a player base who has been like too 
afraid to. Yeah, I don't to, want to offend anyone, so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say anything. So we, and so they, they don't do any changes. They don't come with any data. They sort of assume that 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 Mantic or RSC will magically know what to fix. Guess, they are experienced um, players, of course, so they probably will know what to fix. But yeah, it it can't harm with more info. <laughs> but I think the problem in Norway and in Oslo, and maybe what would make people who listen to this in Oslo anyway a bit nervous is that mm -hmm. you know we are very few people who actually organize tournaments in Oslo. It's pretty yeah. much you. Yeah, I guess. Right. So if if you would change all the tournament your tournaments to having this, yeah. then it would feel like oh, but then then we're just stuck then with we're it. Kind of playing a different game then. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I guess that would be some that would be a concern in in Oslo because we're mm. we're, we're a small community, you know, we don't have that. Yeah. Much, so I think we have. To, I think if you're changing stuff, you should do it for particular events. Yeah. Um, like you can tie changes up to one tournament, and you can have that tournament once or twice a year, and then you mm. know not do the same every tournament is important. Yeah. I think. Uh, and then it's kind of up to the players. You know, if 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 then you play a tournament with normal rules and they were like oh i kind of miss speed eight mm. yeah and if, you, if the majority would, yeah if the majority <laughs> would actually give feedback like i really didn't like that dragon riders were speed 10 again mm. you know then you might have a, like a double blind uh, test really. yeah <laughs> and then you say okay well do you all do most of you feel like you prefer it this way then you could sort of uh, then you know it would be a more of a like a progress, like a yeah. evolution, then I guess of, a, and and yeah, then suddenly op open up like uh, you know horizons. Yeah, sort of. I think that could be good. Uh, in any case, most many of the rules now are scattered a bit. So I was thinking because we've been talking about right when we write uh, like our next rules pack, we might actually type in all the FAQs and stuff yeah. in the rules pack, so all the info is in one place. Yeah, so we have like a booklets, which yeah. could actually be used for like all tournaments, just, you know, mm -hmm. collect the uh, Eretta and FAQs yeah, just exactly. in one document. But, you know, when we're first making a little collection like that, it would be also easy to make some rules changes. Yeah. Like for this tournament, we will have these rules changes. Mm. And it's kind of, it's both, it's it's uh, informative, it's uh, it, it gathered all the Clash of Kings patches, all the FAQs, and for this tournament also we're doing this. It's, it seems like a very... It would be a very nice collection of info to have. Yeah, I mean so, that would be great actually, and uh, yeah, we have talked about it and we have planned to do that. Like, yeah, uh, we're gonna try at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I mean uh, how I would do it with like new rules, which could be like fun, would be like have like like let's say crazy Sunday, you yeah. know, and like <laughs> you have a day where like you have like a you have a thing. You, you organize the thing like, yeah, this is going to be crazy mm -hmm. because we're going to change two rules you know, yeah. for, uh, for today. Yeah. Like this Sunday, this crazy yeah. Sunday. Yeah, and if you don't want to show up, then, you know, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, but it's yeah. just for fun, so you might yeah. as well. I mean, something like that. Could that's be, true. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I mean, if you, if you package it, it's like, yeah, we're going to change the rules, so, you know. Because yeah, that has met with criticism before. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we have actually, you know, the double one rule. Yeah. For example. Uh, or like the snake eyes, maybe? yeah. But that was just an evolutionary thing, wasn't it? Within a couple of months, all the players who did not like that we took that out, they yeah. came to us and said, "You know what? I agree now. I like it better without the double one rule." Yeah, and on the flip side, we or or I, uh, uh, because I, I was really hard on this. Like, <laughs> yeah, we we playing without the 
the snake eyes uh, rules in the, on this tournament, which which we were TOs together. But I, mm -hmm. I guess I called the shots on that. Mm -hmm. I sort of I just pushed that through, and you know people were a bit upset because I just went out. Yeah, it's illegal to play. Well, basically right. with the yeah, double you, one. You kind of uh, rammed down the throats <laughs> of players, didn't you? Right? Yeah, which might not have been the best uh, way of doing it, but. You know, I, I feel like it's. St uh, it was for that event. Yeah, it was for that event, and it was to test. And I didn't want. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Uh, you know, I, I didn't say you couldn't voice your opinion or anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were welcome to do that. Yeah. Uh, but then later we were like, we changed it to, you know, you, you can choose b before the game. Yeah. Pretty much like mm -hmm. um, we both agree, uh, you play without, then you play without. But if one person wants to play with it, then he has. Know, uh, he, he can he is backed up by the rule book basically so yeah that's true so yeah so we, uh, we, I went out very hard and you know and I got a criticism for that and that's that's fine yeah I, I don't feel bad about it I, I want to at test least it out most people now are in consensus <laughs> locally <laughs> yeah that I mean, they prefer without it but it's a good way that if some guy says like no oh, I actually like this game because of double ones yeah. Then fine if he, if he says that then that game will be played with double ones. Good. Yeah, right. also it's like it gave us maybe a little bit of perspective as well. Like yeah, uh, yeah, I tried to ram this rule through, mm -hmm. like and I was like, oh, people actually like some people actually like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. But, you was like, do they like it enough to quit the game, or <laughs> sort of how hard should I push? So a bit like a gamble. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was a nice rant. Rules packs meta. Yeah. So that, that was actually a rant. So maximizing. Rant, yeah. yeah. Well, we kind of expanded yeah, on your original rant. Went from my rant over to this rant. I yeah. guess. So we just today's uh, everything we had on our minds for for changing rules now. Well, no. <laughs> Uh, rules packs are good, but don't go overboard and preferably tie them into one event. I guess that's the yeah. Uh, that's the don't and don't go too hard and out with. Don't don't be too aggressive. No, to, to be fair, even members of the RC have events where they make up their own spells and shit. Yeah, sure. I'm, so the, the bar is set pretty high or yeah. low, I should say. For you don't need to be afraid. Very influential people are just going batshit crazy with their events. Yeah. So you know, it's it's uh, it's yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun. People make their own scenarios. People make their own uh, spells and even spells, characters yeah. and stuff. So like free characters, uh, tornado yeah. spinning around on the table. <laughs> yeah, it's, which it's is like fun, it's, isn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, so that's at least that's where the bar has been set. So uh, yeah, it's not like we should worry too much. And also, as like a maybe a last point is that you know, and it's been stressed before. Like Kings of War is a game. At least in my experience, I never, uh, I never went to a game as like I seen the other armies like knew knew I would lose. Mm -hmm. I would always like ah oh, well, it's a it's a tough army. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, three fallen regiments. So, I only felt uh, like that when I faced Andrew's uh, triple fallen army. <laughs> yeah, and I knew I could not win this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then again, how close were you? Were you like completely crushed in yeah, like, turn two? Eighteen to yeah, but it was, it was pretty one sided. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see the point, but in my experience, it's been always been like, yeah, but I still have a plan. Yeah, yeah I, I will, I gonna... will absolutely back you up on that. And at least uh... I won't get killed by one spell. I didn't yeah. get twenty nilled. Yeah, didn't get. And there was no t uh, purple sun, just uh, True. erasing your mm -hmm. side of you the board. You have to do it uh, like the good old fashioned yeah. way, and uh, you know, you, you always have a chance. It's very true. Yeah. Uh, uh, even in my worst games, it has been like 
if I only made maybe a couple more wounds on that charge, yeah. you know, I could have maybe popped the unit and that would have changed the whole thing. So you can face lists now, which where you f the odds are slightly in their favor, but it's so much more balanced than yeah. than everything else that I know of. So yeah, of course I agree totally. Yeah, uh, and and uh, to compare it with Warmer Fantasy again, I mean, when I when I played that, I was just basically just playing just to talk to a person. I just I didn't even care about the game. You knew you would get like zero points anyway. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I'm yeah. Lars. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> and I usually won uh, sportsmanship uh, oh, yeah. as well because you were the easiest uh, guy to beat. Man. <laughs> yeah, but easily, and I was just nice. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you want to do that trick? Yeah, yeah, well, cool. to be fair, if you didn't care, then you maybe you lost without getting grumpy, which yeah, no, which I, is I a would great never get grumpy. That's true. Which is you know a great way to. If you're gonna lose, and if you're able to lose a bit gracefully, then you often do get lots of sportsmanship points. Yeah, because <laughs> you, that you know, you <laughs> being all gentlemanly once again. Cool. Well, I think we have spoken enough for today. Yeah. Um, a bit of a huge episode this one, but that's all right. We've had a lot to catch up on. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long summer. We didn't even mention that we actually got to play some uh, pen and paper RPG. During the summer, we did, yeah. Uh, I was the organizer the GM. and uh, the GM, yeah. And we played the uh, Ninja Crusade, the second edition. Yeah, In but very much changed, wasn't it? It was, yeah. We, instead of playing as ninjas, which is a bit cartoonish and overpowered, we played as dirty peasants from a village, <laughs> and the ninjas are like the enemy. Yeah, which or is so much more exciting. Yeah, it is, yeah. And like uh, so the story arc was kind of that you and Jens and Christian, you played characters that your village was burnt down mm. in some sort of mysterious circumstance, some sort of casualty of war, really. Yeah. And then you had yeah. to like ride on a like a refugee train into the nearest walled city. Mm. And in the walled city, of course, there are plots and schemes and intrigue yeah. that you can uh, get stuck and, up uh, in. Presumably ninjas. Presumably, <laughs> but you haven't seen a, a ninja uh, yet. Uh, not uh, directly, no. Yeah. You heard about them. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. It's been a while since we had uh, like an RPG session like that yeah. before, before this yeah. time. It was at my cabin, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was cool. Uh, and and I, uh, uh, also, me and my brother played uh, uh, Walking Dead All Out War. Nice. Uh, board game, mm -hmm. which was uh, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I mean,. Uh, that's very cool because we did speak, we've been speaking a while about trying that, and so yeah. I'm happy that you finally got to try it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I wasn't that surprised because I heard so much good things about it, but yeah. it's like it was fast paced, even though we never played before. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we played one round, and yeah, we we spent a bit of time on that round, but you know, considering we never played it before, yeah, you know, it was fast paced, and we, when we got into it, it was uh, it went really quickly. Cool. It's like very exciting when you you know you're waiting for the event to pop up and what's gonna happen now. Okay. Yeah. And uh, stuff and <laughs> you, yeah and uh, even like an event can pop up when you search things as well. Mm. Like uh, like my brother he's I think he searched uh, two times and there was like a zombie within inside uh, the car each time. He <laughs> <laughs> was like attacked by a zombie trying to search like and it's a, it's a random you know you, you pick a car it's like oh it's a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I searched and I found a zombie. Good. I'm bitten. Nice. Great. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really cool. And um, and of course, um, we had an incident with um, with the car alarm. It was really oh, funny yeah. because the, the zombies would just, you know, 
like mm-hmm. move towards that point yeah they're always moving towards sound yeah. pretty much so um in different phases so if uh, in like the beginning of the turn they would go for the uh, for the uh, the car alarm yeah all of them just you know straight into the car alarm mm-hmm. and then but if someone shoots then later in the turn yeah. they would just turn around and then they would walk towards that person oh nice so it's, uh, it's really <laughs> cool it was uh, you really had to think and as a lot of times you, you thought you had a plan and then you realize that oh my god i have to uh, if i shoot now i can have like eight zombies on top of me <laughs> uh, you know and yeah cool it sounds great let's hope uh, vanguard is that great when it comes out later yeah yeah vanguard yeah but i guess it has good competition and from like uh, walking dead for yeah fun factor yeah i think walking dead probably more for uh, more for fun, I guess. I, I don't know anything about Vanguard yet. No, we'll because see. Because we haven't seen the rules. But, but it's cool that you got the, you kind of got your appetite sated a bit for the skirmish game. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would like... Uh, it would be fun to play uh, a skirmish game. Why play War Machine Horde when you can play Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah. Or Vanguard. <laughs> or Vanguard when it, when it comes out. Probably. Yeah. Or Hero <laughs> Quest or whatever. What, what's Hero the, Quest? No. <laughs> Not Hero Quest. Uh, Mantic uh, one. Dungeon Saga. Dungeon Saga. I haven't tried that, so... No, I haven't either. I've just seen photos. I'm not going to talk about games I don't know. <laughs> I just I just uh, seen some photos on uh, on Twitter like uh, of a war band in in Dungeon Saga where it's like a, there's a right. wizard and there's a little dwarf, there's a gnome. Yeah. Like a yeah, classical D&D yeah. feeling, I guess. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a, it's a proper dungeon crawler feel to the photos anyway that yeah. I've seen. <laughs> Funny. It's pretty cool. Cool. Well, on that note, I think we will finish up, and uh, next time will probably be after we've had a tournament or two. Which would yeah. be cool. Then we have stuff After to... After some games. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's all. So, goodbye, folks. And uh, if you listen to this huge, crazy long show, then, uh, you know, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> we will send a prize in the mail uh, to every listener. A copy <laughs> of the Giant Dwarf miniature. <laughs> yeah, a copy of it. Yeah. We're going to make everyone hand handmade, not not casted, nothing. We're just going to make, make a everything. new one. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. from scratch. Yeah. Okay, goodbye everyone. Bye-bye. You can reach us on Twitter at KLWOslo. Or you can contact us by email, giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com.